Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means the boys are in New Mexico pinning on coffee on 4th Street. Let's go. Yeah, baby. Wow. Just, just, just rub it in, huh? <laughs> wow. Back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio is one Robert Gibson. Robert, uh, I mean, you even turn the lights on or what's up? Is, yeah, they're on. The they're okay, on. I, I even have clothes on. Yeah? Yeah. Notice Robert not joining us on Comcast Channel 26 today. He is uh, the silent one. He is okay. the silent oh, He's here. So you're saying I could have been naked. Got he- you. Waist <laughs> <laughs> mean, down. Yeah, for it's sure. always, always. Yeah, if you are with us on Comcast Channel 26, uh, we're busty boys. We go bust up. That's kind of our yeah. look. That's our thing. We're at the Pinion Coffee House. We'll be here all day. We're taking donations for Locker 505. Uh, uh, bring bring your stuff. Bring your stuff for kids, and, and we'll give you a discount. So bring your, your clothing items. It is 10% off for a discount to New Mexico Pinion Coffee. It is 25% off if you bring a high-necessity item, which is uh, underwears, fan. We're doing uh, undergarments. Drawers for pores. It's what, what, <laughs> wow. Like, what, like poor kids? Or what do you mean? You mean pores for drawers? Pores of caffeine. Okay, that's... Specifically right, so delicious the, New Mexico Pinon coffee. Right, so pores of coffee for, yes. for drawers. Correct. Okay, I like that. That's not bad at all, which is... Um, which is. Did you just come up with that right now? Yeah, on the spot. I'm pretty good at this. Right, that's not bad at all. The To me, though, we'll, we'll be here. So we'll be here till 7 o'clock. We're going to be hanging out, talking sports. Um, but really, we'll only be here till 6 o'clock. We have a fun interview with Nicole Dixon. She is the new head softball coach at UNM. I was able to catch up with her yesterday and kind of talk about the program and what's going on. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about um, blends for boxers? Is that a good one? Oh, that's a pretty good one, yeah. too. But we need, I think, drawers okay. is more wide-ranging. It could be anything. Pores for drawers. Because I would have went pores for panties. The drawers think, for pores. No, you that's, give drawers, you get pores. I think you're. I think whenever you say it backwards, it's wrong. Pores for drawers. That's what it is. Yeah. You get a pore if you bring your drawers. Yeah, yeah. You can drop your drawers what? here with us. I think. Please don't. That's that's illegal. <laughs> like yeah, that's don't do that. That's. That's, you already can't go 50 yeah. feet near a Chuck E. Cheese. Latte, What's next? Lattes for long johns. <sighs> Average. I don't know. I yeah. kind of like that one. We could, we could do better. Yeah, thank you. We That's a good better. one. I this like. A, I love um, alliteration, yeah. so I'm, 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 a, I'm a mark for alliteration. Yeah. yeah. S- uh, s- smoothies for s- swim trunks. That one uh, didn't work. Nah, that that's, did not now work. you're going Bongs downhill. for tea. The, what? What? Wow. Why do you keep saying it backwards? You say the coffee thing first. No, you bring in the underwear, then they give you the. No, coffee. no, no, no. It's we're not taking from; we're giving to. So it's our thing first. So the thing that we are giving you, um, we're giving you uh, grounds. We're giving you uh, uh, grounds for garments. Okay, undergarments. Yeah, but not I was, just any garments. Just trying to stick with alliteration. Okay, but the way you're, it's like you're taking. 
Well, I want to make sure you got the drawers first. Okay. Before I give you the pours. So, long story short, come and drop your drawers here at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. The Please don't do that. Case. What am I saying wrong? Drop off. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're leaving a word yes. out. That's, That's very important. Okay. <laughs> A run-on sentence in this situation is fine, <laughs> as long as we clarify, don't expose yourself to the lovely people of New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We need more punctuation as well. We need David Carl will join us today. He will join us at 5 o'clock, talking about the big United game tonight. Is there home against L.A.? You remember this was rained out, man. It was a little rainy boy. And then it's kind of an interesting scenario for the United tonight. Uh, if they win and El Paso loses, which, by the way, if there is a God, uh, that will happen. Yeah. If God is real. I mean, you... obviously God is real. You saw the ninth inning of the Astros game. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Next. Next, JC's dad. Turn your, turn your attention to the New Mexico United because we need three and they need zero. I just I don't like what you're doing. I don't like where you're taking the great underdog story that is New Mexico, United, like, like trying to sneak into the playoffs, like not necessarily the best team in the league by any means, but they got the most grit. They got the most constitution. The fellowship is through the roof. Their involvement, not just an investment, not just in themselves and each other, but the community that they're in and, and Somos Unidos and, and the proud push that is this organization. And you're comparing them to the hated and deranged and terrible Houston Astros. The fan group's literally called the curse. <laughs> we need to reverse the curse here, brother. So stupid. <laughs> so dumb and stupid. Robert, podcast was good last night. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We, we try to get put out a, a great product, adult product. Okay. Um, producer back at ProView Networks, Adrian, has a suggestion. Okay. What's that? This one is of the Spanish persuasion. Okay. And I think he misspelled it, but I think what he's going for is cafe for chones. <laughs> it's coffee for underwear, Fred. <laughs> I will translate for you. That is very good. Yeah, cafe that's real good. Chones. Yeah. 505-246-0610. Give us we need we need a tagline. We need a hot tagline. Also he says if Buck wants to log on, he can zoom in with us. Okay, so whenever you're ready to do that, Robert, I don't know what technology you have in front of you. Uh, it's okay. That's not happening. That's <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. We yeah, yeah, we gotta do that Moving beforehand. Forward. That's not a on the fly thing. Yeah. No, got a little caught up today, didn't we? Also caught up is one Devontae Adams. Yep. Oh wow. Ooh, misdemeanor assault, boys. Now, obviously, you two have both looked at that charge before. I mean, you can get out of it. Yeah, I got all mine dropped. It's pretty easy. Robert, you still being haunted by some of that stuff? Or no, you doing all right? not at all. Does this make him a certified reader? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is, thank you, this is his welcoming mat to being a writer. Welcome to the Raiders, Devontae. Yeah, we, uh, we got we our got guy. Him. Yeah, That's him. You may have a losing record, yeah, but now you have a police record. Yes. So welcome to the Raiders. Here's the broadcast. Uh, car drops back deep, looks down the right sideline. He hits Devontae in a streak. Oh, my, it's 17 to the end zone. And then Van says, it's actually 17 to life, Fred. That's what, uh, that's what Devontae is looking at here. Misdemeanor assault in Kansas City. No longer invited to Arthur Bryant's. They have <sighs> Devontae won't be making any one-handed catches soon because he'll be in handcuffs. And his hands will be linked together. Well, I don't know. The way he catches the ball, he can catch anything. 
Does he need it? Does he need it? <laughs> exactly. If you're in Cleveland, you can hit a guy with your helmet, be perfectly fine. If you're in Kansas City and you 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 limp wrist push a guy into the ground, you're done for. You're you're catching misdemeanor assaults. You are paying out what I believe will be six digits. It's got to be right. Oh, it's going to be a huge oh, payout. Yeah, it's big. Payout. He's going to go a milli flat, right? Uh, it might be more than that. You think it's more than a milli? I think, I think so. Millies. Boys, I'm thinking like get out of jail. No, a million dollars, two hundred fifty k, something simple. Nah, new camera. Also, he's oh, a that's a part of the deal. <laughs> that's a part of the deal. A Polaroid and a million dollars. A new camera every year. A new camera here. A Polaroid and a million dollars. Sponsored by Canon. <laughs> we were talking about this when it happened. Where this is that cliche. I'm sorry, I overreacted. Let me apologize. Moment. Yeah. And because he didn't, mm. that's why it's so bad. He literally apologized in the moment. No, he apologized afterwards Minutes. on social media. Once he got to his locker room, he pulled out his cell phone and tweeted me, that he felt horrible. Me and you and Robert have all been to either concerts or sporting events or um, New Mexico State Fairs where you've accidentally just two-hand pushed a stranger out of the frustration of losing a carnival game, a big game. <laughs> Fred, it was the mosh pit of a metal concert. Wait a minute. We were all doing it. I I feel like I missed my opportunity to get paid. You remember. Yes, yes, you have. Yes, yes, you you remember. We were at Crypto. No, (laughs) Crypto.com. Going into the restroom. Who came out? And we all. Yes, I should have just fell out right there. Uh, I don't know how. I was too agile and and moved out of the way. Let me paint the picture for the friend of the show that might be aware. So the three of us are at a Halsey and Machine Gun Kelly concert. Don't even. Why'd you we tell him that part? Okay. Why did you tell me him that Robert, part? Me and Robert, were, it was against our will. <laughs> yes. You were at the concert. You were there. Halsey was headlining. Yeah. And the <laughs> night before, we had gone to a Laker game. We're in back-to-back nights at the Crypto.com Arena. Do they still have that naming rights? Because they never really put up a sign, right? No, nah, I don't know. So, so. We're, got, we're, we're in, like, a upper-level whatever deal. We're at, like, an upper-level deal. So we're going to, like, what I would call the not-so-public bathroom. Like, it's public, but it's, like... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, exclusive, yeah. like... And, and then rolling six deep? Six-ish deep. Six-ish deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jake Paul... I don't remember exactly how many, because I was also six-ish deep. Yes. <laughs> of beers. Yeah. That's the only way we could survive that concert. And, and Jake Paul comes out of the bathroom doing a Vince McMahon-style walk. Mm. Like, if you're not a WWE guy, uh, a guy named Conor McGregor stole this walk. Yeah. So he's doing that walk out of the bathroom. And um, either it was dark and he didn't see Rob, which is a strong possibility. And he's like seven foot tall. Usually, <laughs> usually people make that walk on the way to the bathroom, not coming out. Normally, people yes. make that walk the yeah. other way. I agree. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, he basically stole one to you, Robert. I can't believe you're even in this moment still mentally and physically okay. I should be owning this show. <laughs> Man. You can't go around just shoving people. Man. Like, you can't have an existence where you go around shoving people. And we know about misdemeanor, misdemeanor crimes. I was thinking Missy Elliott for a second. Yeah. We're, That's the only misdemeanor I'm a fan thank of. Thank you. <laughs> you have to go back to Kansas City and do, like, a court date. There's a whole production to it. Like... It's gonna. The travel alone is gonna cost you. Like you don't think they're gonna let him zoom? No, they'll let him zoom in. I bet you. I bet you this. I bet you. What? Look up whatever 
the Las Vegas Raiders bye week is, and that's when he's going to have his court appearance. I will bet you they do that for certain. And they won't, like, reach out to him and be like, like, they're just going to set it for that date. That way he has to come. I, oh, I promise you. That, that is, is an interdivisional, yeah. Yeah. like, local muni government thing to do that. And what will probably end up happening is he'll settle the week of before and the whole thing will get dismissed, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, but I like that. I like the energy around it. Um, so that's the legal stuff from the world. But what's the NFL do, right? Because the NFL has to do something. Yeah. You can't just have your players shoving cameramen after every game because they're throwing a little hissy fit because they didn't win. Imagine if linebackers started doing this or defensive well, linemen. We are talking Devontae's about the NFL, though. Air quotes only a wide receiver. Think if Aaron Donald would have pushed him. He'd, they'd still be peeling him off the wall. Yeah, but Aaron Donald's already done something crazy in the preseason. Nothing happened to him. Yeah, almost tried to kill a guy with a helmet. <laughs> yeah. That's his. A- <laughs> the, the NFL can't police the preseason. It has to be no. your own team. Albert Hainsworth. Oh, that's right. Season, that's right. Though. That's right. Yeah, You're right. Regular season, the NFL's in control of. The here's the official. So it's a it's a Muni misdemeanor. It's not a state misdemeanor. Okay, okay. so be clear on that. This is Kansas City proper, not the state of Missouri. Check. Got okay. it. So the penalty for this carries a fine of $250 all the way up to $1,000. Ooh, not civilly. Or up to 180 days in jail or both. So, first what? of all, $250 or half a year in jail? Right. How does that equal what? out? <laughs> you know what I currently have? $250. You know what I don't have? Half a year to hang out in jail. <laughs> I can't wait for the judge to show up to sentencing in a Mahomes jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the gavel shaped like a football. All right, Rob, you watch a lot of people's court. We're going to put you we're going to put you right now in the judge position, okay? okay. All right. Give as, out as the a, sentence. Okay. Give out the sentence what to Devontae sen- Adams. Yeah, what is the sentence to Devontae Adams? Okay. Uh since I'm a Chargers fan, it's the duration of his contract. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, actually. <laughs> and, and he has to write a letter of apology to the Chiefs. Yes. To the cameraman. Yes. To uh, uh, help me fill in other blanks. Just all kinds of letters of apology. And he has to write them in the same flavor that he did the tweet. I hope you guys so see this. End, yeah, I hope, <laughs> I hope this hits home. Judge Robert is going to give him 180 days, but you don't serve them consecutively. You only serve them on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Nice. Wait, no, I got one. You serve your sentence by playing for the Chargers. That's uh-huh. <laughs> for the duration of your contract. There we go. If they really want to punish him, just make him stay in Vegas his whole career. Oh, man, that's good. Let's see? Got to kick him off the tour. That's how I feel. Get rid of him. But for real, no. It was a stupid decision. He'll catch a game from the NFL. Does that sound right? He'll get two. Yeah, he'll get, appeal. It'll be one. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Van. He'll get two. They'll do that whole thing and cut it in half. And then there will also be a bunch of, like, weird drastic changes to sideline stuff. So it'll be like, if you're a credentialed sideline, this is the new rules. And there you're going to end up seeing a lot of, hey, like, Randy Johnson's, like, a photographer now. Like, I don't know if you know this. But, like, you'll end up seeing a bunch of, like, 
weird tape around the field. You end up seeing a lot of NFL officials, quote unquote, holding people back. It's going to be a like a whole different dumb energy at a football field because uh, Devonte Adams is is the dumbest. I wonder how often this happens historically and just not caught on camera. There we go. That's what a lot of these stories are. Just cameras are there catching it. Because a lot of people, like you see the sideline guy, boom, gets trucked by somebody running out of bounds. You know, you see, you know, security isn't paying attention and gets knocked over by a guy running off the field. Stuff like this happens all the time. But in this instance, it's specifically a cameraman wildly in the way gets pushed to the ground by a player. It is a real thing that Randy Johnson is a professional photographer now. He this has is, been for since the second he retired. Yeah, for a long, long yeah. time. He's an accomplished photographer. He's like the one guy you don't mess with, though, on the sideline, right? Like yes. the big unit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Devontae, De- Devontae, Randy's like, mess around and find out. He's like, I keep a baseball in my back pocket. Like <laughs> Randy Johnson. I'd like to see Devontae Adams try that with me. You know, like those... Uh, you know, like those guys that do like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or MMA fighting or whatever, and they're like, they're like, if I kill you, I'll go to jail. Like I'm a registered weapon. Oh, and you're gosh. like, if anyone kills yeah, anyone, they go to jail. They go to jail. You're yes. not special. But that's Randy, you're not special. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the big unit with a baseball in his hand. He's like, I got a baseball right here. If I kill you with this, I go to jail. Mm. It's like, what? Yes, yes, Randy, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Just like everyone else who would kill anyone with a baseball. Right. My fists are registered weapons. Yeah, so t- <laughs> the punishment's God. worse for me. <laughs> what does that even mean? Nope. So stupid. It's just assault. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Devontae Adams. Yeah. Whenever we get back, Major League Baseball talk, including historic comebacks last night, Dodgers. Um, how can you be in midseason form in the postseason? Like, it's easy. They're unreal. <laughs> easy. <laughs> we'll hit on that as well. And then uh, we got, we're got we going to sit down with Locker 505, talk a little bit about what they got going on. They got a couple fun fundraisers coming up. They had a big trivia last week that we were not able to make due to dumb circumstance at the yeah. Balloon Fiesta and weather. That was God was not on our side that day. No. No, no not at all. No, no. Mother Nature? God, what's the difference? Mother Nature. God's busy. He's doing other stuff. Mother Nature handles weather. Yeah, God's handling sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Two men on live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Started our days at the YMCA Center in Mexico. We eat lunch basically every day. Every day we eat lunch. We find one or two days a week to go down to the 6-6 Diner. We have a little lunch down there. Enjoy it with the boys. Belly up to the cafe. Belly up to the, the counter there. Do the mm-hmm. whole thing. You like seats. You like uh, 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 booths? I do. I'm, have, a, I'm a booth guy. I am not a booth guy. You're too big for booths. Too big. I'm too tall. So when me and normal people go yeah. have dinner, we sit in booths. When me and you have dinner, we sit at high tops. Correct. Because I cannot. I'm mm. too tall. Too tall for that. Every weekend for New Mexico's vodka. That's Teller Vodka. You already know. And then join your boys on Monday nights at Howie's Sports Page. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Okay, we're back on the program. Our friend Christina runs the Mexico Pinion Coffee. She was just over here during the break. And this is a little inside baseball. If you're a friend of the show and you're at Howie's on Monday, you're going to get this. If not, whatever. So Robert had become very angered with me, Van, at Howie's. Oh, really? So like a normal day? <laughs> so we're at Howie's, and um, 
What's the what's the most PC way to say what I'm about to say? Robert and I, we roll in different groups. So Robert has a set of friends that I don't necessarily know outside of him. Right. And I have a set of friends that Robert doesn't necessarily know outside of he. Wildly Me. different melanin levels. Wildly yeah, different melanin go. levels. Let's say that. There, yeah. that that's so a great. Lot of Rob- yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. You're welcome. So, yeah. So a lot of Robert's brothers start showing up. <laughs> And whenever they show up, not, I... Not like 23 and me brothers. No. No, okay, not at no. all. Okay. So, and there is a... And by the way, we are in the entertainment world. We're a little bit in the sports world. Mm-hmm. We're in that culture where a lot of the people in Robert's life, they, 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 they dab it up. So it's like a... It's like a... There's a handshake and then there's like a rotation of the wrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a... Yeah, I know all of them. There's like... A, you, you know them all. Yeah, you, or or yeah. you might get the bro hug. You might get that. You might get the yeah. You might get that. I almost always do the bro hug. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is very smart. I'm yeah. a compassionate person. Safe. I want to make sure that you know that it, you're appreciated yeah. and loved. It's like Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. I don't know what that means. That's exactly did, what it is. It's a very cool handshake. Are okay. Those, are those more wrestlers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, whenever all of Robert's friends were showing up at Howie's, I instead of going for a handshake, because I traditionally go for the Midwest. Punctual, just white guy handshake. Shake it, squeeze it. Yeah, go about your business. He, he, yeah, it's he has he has the handshake of where he's gonna interview you for a job right after the handshake. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Fred has the handshake of a father whose daughter's going out on the first date. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But like all of Robert's friends are like, bop it, twist it, yeah. pull it. Yeah. And I'm like, yank it, crank it. Yeah. Yeah. He, sure. he don't, yeah. yeah. The coordination is not there all the time. Not there. Yeah. For me. So what I started to do Monday night was I would go in, I would take my fizzer, my fizzers, I would take my fingers uh-huh. and I would, I would, I would do the, the scissor from like Joey Gladstone, like cut it out oh, from yeah. Full House. This... Or like the scissor from. Rock, Rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Yeah, yeah, good one. That's a yeah. way better example. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Mine was hyper niche. I do this for a living. So whatever people would come up, I would present them with my spread scissored fingers. Correct. And then Robert did not have a belief that his people would scissor me back. Uh-huh. Let me would down. Say man. it like that. Let me down. <laughs> Into the hundred percentile. <laughs> yes. All of the brothers, correct, scissored your boy. A hundred percent of them scissored you. I got but, scissored. Yes, but there was confusion on the faces, but they still did it. Yeah. So Christina from Walker Five Hundred Five. <laughs> no. When she walks up. No. I out of just reflex, I do the scissor me motion. Uh huh. And she comes back with a half heart motion. Yeah. Of of bent fingers. I said I've been outdone. <laughs> right. So I believe scissoring may be dead to me now. Robert, you're going to love this. When she walked up and did that, I thought she was show- throwing up crips. That's why I thought she was throwing <laughs> up crips. Throwing up gang signs. <laughs> Too good. Oh, oh, man. CK. No, Crip Killer. Excuse me. CK. Yeah, CK. CK yeah, it up killer. over here. Oh. So uh, long story short, that's how Jordan Alvarez hit the walk-off in the bottom of the ninth against the Seattle Mariners. That's the whole point we were trying to get to. Uh he was the third run. He was the winning run. Mm-hmm. 
There are two people in Major League Baseball this no, year. Oh, here we go. Who oh, have gosh. an OPS so over a thousand. Will you mute us? One here. of them is Aaron Jones. The other who's Aaron excuse, Jones? I'm sorry. Excuse me, uh, Aaron Judge. And the <laughs> other one is Jordan Alvarez. He kills me two, with the, the alphabet. Two best suit. hitters. The two best hitters in baseball this year. Two men on. That's us. That's a good name for a show. Write that down. Two men on. Jordan Alvarez up. Mm-hmm. And a guy who hasn't relieved one inning in like the past five years. Yeah. The manager says, give me that guy. Hey, the guy who takes an hour to warm up, who comes in in the ninth inning. Yeah, give me that guy. The guy who's never been, who hasn't pitched an inning of relief all year. Yeah, give me that guy. The guy, by the way, who has the worst OPS plus against the Astros in all of baseball. He's literally the worst player to pick to pitch against the Astros. No one handed Scott Surveyus, Seattle's manager, the stat sheet that said, whatever you do, don't pitch Robbie Ray against the Astros. Who does he go to? Robbie Ray. And he puts one right down the cock. Right. Parks it. Somewhere in between Houston and Dallas. So there's. I'm not sure where it landed. There's such a thing as a no doubter, and then there's what Jordan Alvarez did. Because it's more than a no doubter. Yes. Off the bat. Yeah. Trajectory off the bat. I started yelling like a maniac while the ball was still in the air. Correct. Yes. You knew. 100%. Before. You know how the camera cuts away from that over the shoulder of the pitcher to the ball? Yes. Jordan Alvarez had already turned to the bullpen. Bullpen, sorry. Dugout. The, the dugout started to celebrate before he was a full step out of the batter's box. That is correct. Well, see, I thought he Everyone was just going to. I thought he was just going to forget about rounding the bases and just walk, <laughs> walk home. I, I literally thought that. <laughs> I was like, does he not know he like has men's to go? league softball? Yes, I wish they would have let yeah. him do it because that's how hard he hit the ball. If you don't like that. Last night in Major League Baseball playoffs, like if you don't like that moment where Jordan Alvarez chasing two is the winning run at the plate and hits a ball deep over the right center field to put the best team in baseball up, then you don't like Mariners baseball. Well, then you're not a real Mariners fan. Yeah, you don't get you, it. When they, Mariners <laughs> went up seven three, there's no yeah we got this. No Mariners fan is like, oh, how are we going to yeah. ruin this one? Well, we'll find a way. And they were like, no, you'll find a Robbie Ray. Uh, That's what will happen. Nice. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Build some very well. <laughs> that has only happened four times in the history of baseball, by the way. What has? A two-out walk-off postseason homer to change the outcome of the game. Of course you know the Kurt last Gibson. One. Yeah, Kurt Gibson. 88 World On two Series. bad knees. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 86, Lenny Dykstra, 93, Joe Carter. This is the fourth time in the history of baseball that has occurred. You would think that happens more often, but it does not. Well, what's crazy about you saying is you would think that happens more often is I'm telling you when he came up to the plate with two men on against Robbie Ray, that is the most predictable outcome of all of the outcomes. He was not going to roll one over up the middle. He was not going to... He was not going to strike out. He was not going to hit, like, a deep fly. This is literally the only outcome that could have happened. If the manager was worth his weight in leather, 
he throws an unintentional, intentional walk, loads the bases, and deals with the next batter. Jordan Alvarez was the second best hitter in all of baseball, and you're going to pipe fastballs down the middle to this guy? Foolish. But also, as an Astros fan, thank you. The Mariners were 69-1 and when leading, entering the eighth inning in the regular season. That was the best record in baseball. Jordan, wow. so I'll be the one. So, sorry, boys. Keep playoff, me, playoff baseball, yeah. baby. Hey, you know Gotta what? I love it. My name is Jordan Alvarez, and I'd love to keep you at 69. <laughs> nice, sweet. <laughs> nice. You know what he should what change his license plate to? Bedroom Can't 69. That's ah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> There's some punchlines that need explanation, but I'm not going to give that one. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Oh. Back on the back on the program. Oh, that's my bad, Robert. I had it down. Back on the program. Live in New Mexico, Binion Coffee. We're at the 4th Street location. we got some fun guests joining us. Kim Kirshen, a locker 505. Kim, how are you? Well, how are you? Good. Just put that in front of your face. You're the best. And you brought with you Vanessa Anderson. She's the PT manager at Sports and Wellness. As you guys got a fun event going on. It's the, all right, so it's the Dawn of the Deadlift van. Dawn of the oh, Deadlift. Is that correct? Yes, Dawn of the Deadlifts. That is correct. Okay, so what it is is you have to wake up first thing in the morning <laughs> while you're dead ass tired. And then, uh, and, then, and then it dawns on you that this was a bad idea, but you end up getting to help a lot of kids. There That's correct? Did I break that down correctly? Pretty much. <laughs> right. Perfect. You know, Robert, it's to up to you if you want to <laughs> wake up at, at dawn, but we start at 10. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you so get to sleep in a bit. that's dawn. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about it. Give me all the details. How can people uh, come out to Sports and Wellness and Help, and how, can, and how is French Funeral Homes uh, involved? Well, French Funeral Homes and uh, Cremations is sponsoring this event uh, along with Lifting Large. Uh, Lifting Large is a local um, lifting gear shop mm-hmm. out in Corrales. Um, we started this last year. We had the idea we wanted to do a deadlift competition, and we came up with Donna the Deadlifts. And I started looking for what charity could we could we help? And right. I don't even remember how, but we. Uh, came upon Locker 505, and it was a great, fun, successful event. And so we are doing our second annual Dawn of the Deadlifts. Um, it is a fun competition. So whether you're a serious competitor, powerlifter, strongman, or just someone who likes to work out and wants to come get up on the platform and uh, show us your one rep max. What? <laughs> I, only, I only have to do one? Well, you do get three attempts, but if you want to do the one... You're all right. Hey, how many pounds did you do? Look at my legs. <laughs> so I didn't quite get you there, Van. Which one are so you So I've got some great trainers all right, so Van, at you, Sports and Wellness that can help you. Well, let's put this out there. How many can you do? What deadlift can you do? What deadlift? Conventional yeah. or sumo, because both are allowed. Oh! Whenever you're ready, Van. Okay. Uh, I would probably do conventional. Nice. Yeah. Because I don't think when you have the body like I do, you can't attach sumo to anything I do. <laughs> great, great Van, man. I have a question. I have a question, Van. Do you, can you do your body weight? Deadlift? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I could bench my body mm-hmm. weight because mm-hmm. my body weight's so low, it's quite easy to do. <laughs> That's the thing you think yeah. you have the skill set for. Yeah. Correct. So to me, like, obviously, I would do it like in a comedic style. I would do, I would do 69 pounds. Like, that's what I would nice. do. I think I'm very of funny. You would. 
You like, should come out and do it. The, I think I'm still barred from sports and wellness. I don't know if I'm allowed back in oh, yet. Yeah, what's the statute oh, yeah. of limitations? There's a lot of rules on all of that. I don't know if they ever. Well, I'll so be costumes there. are encouraged. Yes. So, so you can disguise yourself. <laughs> Just show up in no. a Jason Voorhees mask and do my thing. <laughs> uh, but you did say it's in year two. And then, so, so, so what is the rub, though? What is the donation? How do you get in? How do you support Locker 505 through it? So you get on to ironpodium.com and just enter Donna the Deadlifts, and that's how you're going to register. Now, if you register by the 15th, you get the early bird registration. If you wait till after, you're paying 10 bucks more. So it's $25 to enter the competition. It comes with a T-shirt. One of our local high school kids from uh, La Cueva did that art. Isn't that cool? That zombie? Oh, that's strong. An up-and-coming artist, Lauren Winder, has done the art for us. We'll put this on the social media. Thank and you. you can find that at Talk ABQ. And, and what it is, it's October the 29th, starts at 10 a.m. Right. You show up, you get real strong for one minute, and then you, you win what? What is the prize? Well, I've got some trophies. Okay. Lifting Large has donated a gift certificate, and so all the competitors are going to get their names entered into a raffle. So you could walk away with not only bragging rights, but uh, knowing where you're at and maybe a gift certificate for lifting gear. I mean, that's pretty good. That's well, pretty and good. then feeling good about yourself because you help Locker 505 and help some kids. And we're that's the reaching. really important part. Oh, this helps 505? Oh, okay. We didn't yes. even know. This I'm is... into that. I thought wow. it helps French's cremation. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. so wow. sorry. So sorry. Oh, so <laughs> French's... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Lord. Oh, man. I, I panicked. I went, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> See, I've been with them too long. I know where they're going. I've been working with them. Open, I should be looking at you. <laughs> open to the public for all levels. There will it's be food trucks. There's a raffle. What is that? What are we raffling off? I've got uh, prizes from Chakra Salon, okay. from uh, Sensi, free sessions with some of my amazing personal trainers at River Point Sports mm-hmm. and Wellness. Um, I've got a bottle of wine. I, I've got various prizes. You, you buy a ticket, 100% this goes to benefiting Locker 505. So from the vendors who are coming out, and I still have space if you're a vendor, from the vendors coming out, they're paying a fee to be there. That goes to Locker 505. Um, buying raffle tickets to win a prize goes to Locker 505. So, yes, come out, see where you're at, and help Locker 505. You can connect with Vanessa V. Anderson at wellbridge.com. Reach out to her if you have any questions, concerns, or want to be a part of the project. We miss anything? I don't believe so. so I don't bad. think so. No, that Sound we good? just appreciate people like Vanessa coming out and, you know, helping us with, uh, you know, supporting the kids and stuff. We can't do it without businesses like you guys two men on and and river point it what, makes it possible what do we have to do to get all these participants to also bring a brand new unopened package of underwears Ooh. what do we have to do how do we do how do we put that oh. personal call to action out for everyone because that's a big need right now well we're gonna have bins out so can we do another up. raffle ticket can they get a yeah like absolutely. a two for one raffle ticket Ooh, i like that buy that's a great smart. idea get two. all right okay. put that out officially that's okay. our idea we call it okay all right, got it. It's all yours. <laughs> got it. It's all yours. I'll stand back. Vanessa Anderson, the PT manager at the River Point Sports and Wellness. Correct. That's the one on Paseo del Norte and Cures. <laughs> yes. 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 Cures. You Midwesterners. Cures. It's on Cures. <laughs> yes. So, pretty nice. Got a cool outdoor pool. I did a polar plunge in it one time. 
Does yes, it we get do cold that every enough? year. It, it got, I don't know. Ask me about my manhood. It was One <laughs> year, there was a layer of ice yeah. that we had to break apart so that they could jump in. That's so my jam right there. Yeah. Ice oh, you guys are nuts. The, oh, I love it. It feels oh. so good. Well, after I got out, I did the continue to swim on the concrete move <laughs> that Vince McMahon did when he was being sprayed with the Cures light truck from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. This is uh, your second Vince McMahon reference in this show. <laughs> Very good. We're not even through the first hour. <laughs> Kim, anything we missed with Locker 505 this week? Anything going on? Uh, no, we just, you know, the Socktober's going on right now, so any yeah. of the fire stations, you can drop off socks, you know, and... Again, Albuquerque, Bernalillo, and Rio Rancho fire departments are all participating in that, and we thank them all for that. That's awesome. Love everything about it. Kim, thank you so very much. Vanessa, thank you, thank you so very much. Where we get back more sports and sports-adjacent content, it's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. My bad, Robert. Did I miss it? You're back. All right. Back at it. I'm sorry. We were talking shop. Van, you're here with me? It's good to be back. All right. Makes sense with us to have such a late comeback there because that's what the Astros did. Yesterday. Oh, God. I've watched that walk-off oh, probably man. 40 times. Acceptable. I what? sent it to about 20 people who I know would appreciate it. We're not going to talk about the And Phillies. I sent it to about 10 people who I know wouldn't appreciate it. David Carl will join us at 5 o'clock. You know, he's all about that New Mexico United life. But we'll also want to talk about the Phillies for a little bit because <sighs> I deserve this. I think Bryce Harper is probably going to hit about 500. About 800 on-base percentage. Two homers a game. Can you save it? I don't know why you're stretching this into two segments. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to do your boy so dirty like this. The what line? do you mean? Who do they play? They play somebody in the first round? Is it upsetting you in some way? Wow. The disrespect. I don't understand. Should we unpackage this? Robert, when's the Dodgers' <laughs> first pitch? Is it 630 tonight? I believe it is, 630. What do you do against Betts, Turner, Freeman, Smith, Muncie, Turner, Lux, Thompson, Bellinger? <laughs> like, what do you do? Number nine double leadoff in this lineup is Cody freaking Bellinger? Who, he's a shell of himself, but you have an MVP in the nine hole. Oh. <sighs> Undefeated, baby. I'm calling it. Sweeping the entire playoffs. Yep. <laughs> hey, the thing, though, about that sweep you're talking about, it's supposed to be a rain delay today. Mm-hmm. Might get oh, all messed right. up. Might mess mm-hmm. up the momentum. Mm-hmm. Nah. Because the Padres need a break after what happened to them. <sighs> Urias was on fire at the beginning of the game, and then the Padres kind of figured him out. Right. They were taking, they were taking pitches. They were hitting them the other way. They were taking what he was giving them, basically. And the Dodgers yanked him early. Like, they did not need to take him out of the game at that time. But I think Dave Roberts just had a feeling yeah. that the Padres were figuring him out in real time and pulled him early, which ended up being a really smart move because they didn't gain any more momentum once the bullpen came in. 
I don't know if the – it might be just be that much too soon for the Padres. Well, they're not at their full power. Well, sure. No Tatis Jr. And you know they're going to spend money uh, in the offseason again, so they're going to come back even stronger. But this is a team that is talented top to bottom as well. They're not playing at their full health or strength. The Padres are a good baseball team. Anybody? Bob, did you find, like, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, anybody else, I would pick the Padres, to be honest. It's just they cannot do anything with the Dodgers. They, we've seen it the entire season. To me, what was interesting is when you're up five rip and then they gave up the big three-run inning, Dodger and Dodger fan and Dodger nation, they don't get antsy. They don't get sweaty palms. No. Like, and, Robert, I know you were doing the podcast last night, so maybe you didn't get to watch it live. But as you're taking in the game, you don't there, was it the fifth or the sixth or whatever it was? The fifth? Mm-hmm. You don't in the fifth go, oh, no, here no, they come. No. Because you, you're in cruise control. By the way, when you don't play Craig Kimbrell, you should be in cruise control. <laughs> well, well you, Craig Kimbrell, who didn't even make the roster. <laughs> what is that? Hey, the Dodgers and Yankees closers are not on either one of their rosters. That is crazy. Well, I'm going to go back to what what Fred was talking about. Dodger fan does not get nervous until tonight Mm -hmm. when Kershaw pitches. Mm -hmm. That's the only time that's when the nervousness creeps in. Clayton question mark Kershaw does not do it in the playoffs. At all. Period. Well, Dodger fan didn't have the ability to get nervous in the fifth inning last night. Because they didn't show up until the sixth inning. They weren't there yet. Right. (laughs) Very true. Nobody was there. (laughs) Kershaw has a couple of of big L's in the playoffs. He's choked it away a few times. But he's also got some gems. Nah, I don't want to hear about them. But if they get... Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) Because I even think, like, if the game catches a rain delay, then you're like, oh, we already put Clayton through the motions and the warm-ups and the... We'll just bump him. Yep, yeah. and that's oh, exactly man. what you do. Yeah, because I'm, and like, and if and if late in the series, if it gets to the point where you have to against the Padres, bring him out of the bullpen to get one big one thing, or what? Fine, cool. But he is a number two guy on your team in the playoffs. Is so terrifying to me. But the Dodgers have like eleven number two starters. Yeah. Walker Buehler's gone. Gonsolin, who if he stayed healthy would have won the Cy Young. He's gone. But then they got like eight more number two starters. Urias, Stud, Kershaw, all-time great. These guys just keep going and going. To be honest, I wouldn't even start Kershaw tonight. I wouldn't have put him here. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I just want the certainty. <laughs> yes, exactly. <clears throat> Dave Roberts just uses Clayton Kershaw as his loogie. Pretty much. What's up with that Oregon player? Dude, the man. The Dodgers organ player is elite. (laughs) Hey. Make it make sense to me. Chris Taylor was closing the game. (laughs) Excuse me, Chris Martin Mm -hmm. was closing the game, and he kept playing Coldplay songs after every out. Yes. It is hilarious. (laughs) He just smoothly transitions in between like a a hype beginning of the – inning banger into like a, a song making fun of the player up at the bat. It is it's so smooth. He is genius level 
organist. No one, no one in the major leagues has one as good as him. I don't know if it's an L.A. thing or a Hollywood thing, music industry thing. Somebody wants to just be in, next to the greatness that is Vin Scully, but they got an elite organist, and it's not even close. Trey Turner produces runs. Mac Muncy produces runs. Will Smith produces runs. Gavin Lux produces runs. <sighs> Thompson. Will Myers. Will Myers, who used to be a Padre, mm. who used to be a Ray. Like Will Myers is a Padre. Oh, I'm sorry. Backwards. My bad. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But to me. He's the best out of the Will Smiths, I think. That's, well, now. Now he is. that for a long time. Yeah. Well, I used to have the Braves reliever on top, but he kind of fell off. And then I then once the Braves reliever fell off, I put the the rapper and actor at number one. You introduced Will Smith as a rapper first, and wow. then now, and he was a rapper before he's an actor. Okay. Yeah. nobody Come does on, that. Man. Come on, man. <laughs> Chronologically, rapper, actor, Will Smith. Then I had to load up the catcher after the slap thing. So now Dodgers catcher Will Smith is Will Smith number one. Unless there's another really cool Will Smith I don't know about. Let's go to break. Whenever we get back, David Carl joins us because the New Mexico United are about to sure up a playoff spot tonight. Cannot wait. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Sports animal. But also David Carl. What's up with the New Mexico United? They got to play a makeup game tonight because they rained out a game because LA was too afraid to play a game, or I'm not sure how this thing works out. Did you have Mother Nature involved? Uh, yeah, yeah, very much Mother Nature. <laughs> you answered the question before uh, I could. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Uh, hey, buddy. Fred, Van, great to see you. David Carl's back from Europe. I know that's inside baseball, but we have been here and you have been in Europe. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a honeymoon. Uh, I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, London, Paris, Greece. It was, it was fun. We were at your wedding, uh, what, two weeks ago? Two yeah. weeks, three? Uh, two, two and change. You, um, I don't know how you did it because I know you well. You're the most beautiful bride on the whole planet. That's accurate, yes. And you... I'm going to say you deserve it, but I think I'm just being kind. You are being kind. <laughs> because there was, as your bride, who I, did we talk about that publicly? Does everyone know who it is? Uh, you're, go ahead. You're okay. Right. Yeah. So your bride's a hard 10. Yes. And you are you. Correct. Like a, like a three tops. <laughs> that's that's generous. Yeah. Well, hold on. I said tops. Albuquerque, said Albuquerque four. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Rest of the world, two. So <laughs> Chanel 10. Yes. You. Hey, you. I did well in West Virginia. That's <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Mountaineers. <laughs> so stupid and accurate. <laughs> oh. But to answer your first question, as we circle back, yeah, New Mexico United playing a an enormous match, one of the biggest matches in our history tonight. The biggest. Among among the biggest, yeah. This is Prince's biggest game. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, thus far, absolutely. So uh, why is it big, right? Why is it, why is it important? Because tonight, uh, if El Paso Locomotive, who play at 530 and who we all are no or garbage. Yeah. You said it, not I. Yeah. Um, they play at 530. If they lose, that game should be wrapping up about 10 minutes into when our game starts at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. If they lose and we win, one, first and foremost, we clinch a playoff spot. Let's go. Boom. Let's go. Let's go. Boom. It's, it's that Let's simple, go. we clinch a playoff spot. If we win. Okay. And we win on Stop s- saying if. When we win. When, thank you. Thank you. And then on Saturday, repeat that feat against mm-hmm. Colorado Springs. At that point, if San Diego, who is the second-best team in the Western Conference, Pretty good. if they beat Sacramento as they should, then for the first time in, his, in the Don't history do of this it. club. Don't say, I can't handle the goosebumps mm-hmm. that are about to come. Mm-hmm. We would host a playoff. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. never done it. Robert, did yes. you hear that, Robert? Yes, you I have did. to go to a soccer game. You said that like there's punishment or something. <laughs> 
you, thank you, Bob. Thank you. Robert's never, Robert's never been to a soccer game. Well, come on out, man. So there are tickets available for tonight. There are not many available for tonight, and Saturday is going to be a complete sale. Right, there will not be a ticket left if you try and buy on Saturday. Hear me out for Saturday. You give Robert United's Twitter, and you oh. just let him live tweet his reactions oh my goodness. to the game at the game. There's, I'm telling you, I feel like this is a big money move we're trying to make. Here. Robert I, I just tweets. I, Why don't they just pick up the ball and run with it? I just <laughs> said the first tweet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it. Was it? I, uh, I remember. It's, it's soccer, not hockey. No, Robert understands what's going on. Do you remember the uh, remember that <laughs> SNL skit uh, where let's do that hockey? Yes, I yeah. Chance the rapper. So I'm it's hilarious. I'm, uh, peek behind the curtain. I'm usually the one who does the live tweets during the matches yeah. on the Mexican United Twitter. And uh, first tweet I ever did for live tweeting was let's do that soccer. Yes, <laughs> it did really well. People really liked it. Nice. So there you go. Oh God, I could just see the hashtag Al Buck Kirky yes. on all of them. Yes, <laughs> I'm dying laughing. <laughs> oh. But it's a big, big match tonight. Uh, kickoff's at 7 o'clock. Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park. LA2 is the opponent. That match was originally supposed to be last week. Right. Mother Nature had other ideas. Oh, it was a monsoon. It was a monsoon, as uh, everybody here noticed. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So we're, we're playing it tonight. We're excited. Again, still some tickets available for 7 o'clock kickoff. And uh, it's going to be a big, 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 big match. If you had a ticket to last week, how does that work? Yeah. So if you had a ticket to last week's match, your ticket is still good for tonight. That's the most important thing. Okay. You bring your ticket. It'll be honored as if it was last week. If you cannot make this match, that's okay, too. There's a form on our website right now. You're actually looking at it right now, Mr. Fred Slow. Go to it. Let them, let folks know that you can't make it, and we'll get you a voucher for a future match. It's now, no problem. Now, Dave, I was at the last game, and you guys played for like five minutes. So yep. do we start five minutes in? We don't. So, okay. yeah, we, we did a total of six minutes. Uh, Justin Portillo got a yellow card. That's gone. Doesn't oh, count anymore. excellent. Okay, smart. Yeah. Right. Smart. That's right. Classic JP. So uh, so we're, we're, we're starting from scratch. It'll be the first minute when everything gets kicked off. It's our Hispanic Heritage Night. We're really excited about that. Uh, it's going to so, be a, it's gonna so be a heck of a time. I did it twice. So. That's right. So, uh, so I'll step away. Yep. Hey, I really like this stitching on the jersey. Is this like limited edition? So this was actually custom done. There's a, an artist uh, based out of London, and she does these. It's, it's hard to describe via radio, but these. London, these, New Mexico? Uh, yeah, London, New Mexico. Uh, she has this really beautiful hand stitching on any jersey you send her. I sent her my home New Jersey, New Mexico United jersey, and uh, she did these really great flowers on the shoulders. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very nice. Strong yeah. work. Yeah, she's great. This is not in the Meow Wolf shop. Yeah, shout out to uh, the football gal on Twitter. Football gal. Yeah. Good name. Yeah. About the follower How'd she get that domain? right now. Yeah, she's great. She's super talented. How many, <laughs> how many uh, euros was that? Uh, that was, I think it was 80 euro. No. They're yeah. back to doing the pounds. They don't accept euros anymore. They don't. Yeah, after so the only Brexit. Pound, only pound in London. So, so I guess it was 80 pounds. So yeah. you were just in London. Correct. But you were also in France. Yeah. And you were also in... Greece. Somewhere else. Yeah. Greece is, to me, I would go to Greece. It was beautiful. Is Crete, it? Crete was incredible. And you, like, you look fatter. Like, did you eat a lot? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. A uh, ton. Uh, and I didn't do much other than eat. I laid there and I ate. We explored and everything, but like you're you're, you're yeah. on like we're we're in Paris and we're on like a bus, you know, going around yeah. checking out like Notre Dame and the Eiffel Tower and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I exercised very little and I ate a lot of really good food. Well, the the only picture David showed me of his honeymoon was a hammock. I was in Greece. That's it. Yeah, I was in Greece, just over the water hammock. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance, uh, honey, honeymoons are pretty cool. Should but, do that. I mean, okay. me and Van. I, We're common law married, yeah, so but we, not like officially well, married. Well, you guys ever do a honeymoon? We do a Van anniversary every yeah. year. Oh, that's, that's close enough. You should we, go to Greece. Would you like to come? 
I feel like that would be intruding. No, I think I think the Michael. lovely the lovely people of Howie's will be upset that we relocated from Howie's Sports Page. Every year we have our anniversary <laughs> at Howie's Sports Page. Bring Howie's with you to Greece. Oh, that entails. This that, is that this entails. Guy's a thinker. I don't know. That's that's a lot of jail time. I think. <laughs> that's, not, that's not allowed in Greece. So w- while you're in Europe and you're watching the Philadelphia Phillies beat up my St. Louis Cardinals and you're, for some reason, texting me directly. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nope, nope, nope. Not letting you get away with that. You texted me first. I wasn't doing anything. You you texted me and said, I bleeping hate the Philadelphia (laughs) Phillies, to which I was not going to respond. And then as soon as that last pitch went, I sent you a picture of the gateway arch made out of crying Michael Jordan. Yes. (laughs) Which you deserved. That is a great meme. You deserved that. And then you tweeted about how our cheesesteaks are trash. They're terrible. Which is absolutely false. So then I responded with uh, a South Park gift talking about your salty, delicious tears. This mm. is. So here's. You deserve that as well. Robert and Van, since you two aren't cultured, let me help you out. Oh, wow. So Philadelphia, not only are their cheesesteaks so bad, they're so bad that two different restaurants claim to have the best one, and they're catty corner from yeah. each other. To where you have to go down like uh, like like what's this like sharks in the jets like sharks Who's in not the cultured? Je- <laughs> also who uses the term catty corner? Go back to St. Louis. This, <laughs> <across> the street. <laughs> Come on, Fred. Come on. It's a four way stop, and you should stop yourself before you get to either of them because it is not. Uh, what's the St. Louis delicacy I should be worried about? Toasted it Ravs. It's toasted, toasted ravioli. Actually, it sounds pretty good. I'm yes. right it's insanely <laughs> good. Cheese sticks are delicious. They are delicious. <laughs> You know, cheesesteak night at the United Do Kingdom both of these these uh, Hatfield McCoy cheesesteak places? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Gino's. Do they, do they both? Pats and Gino's. Pats and Gino's. And yeah. they both of them put, are actually the best. They both put <laughs> cheese Whiz. They, uh, you can get cheese Whiz. You can get provolone. You can get mozzarella. I recommend Whiz. Uh, that's the way to go. But if you want the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia, it's actually at Jim's, which is down on South Street. Okay. Hmm. Now you know. You didn't know. Now you know. Yeah. What well, you, what's Bryce Harper's favorite? Because that's the one I'm going it's to. It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know who his barber is. Yep. What his cheesesteak is. See the chain he was wearing okay. today. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. Swag. He's gonna he's gonna hit three home runs. What tonight. is this chain? I didn't see it. So he, he got this ridiculously large chain and has a spinning Phillies logo in the middle of it. It's it's wonderful. Like like the John Cena World Heavyweight Championship belt <laughs> with the spinning. WWE logo right in the middle of it? Yeah, you know I, I know all that. Yep. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. So where the necklace claps on the back of the neck, it's yeah. just two dead cardinals. As well. oh. that's, how, that's how it links together. You link, you link the beaks like, of the two like, dead cardinals like, together. Like Musial and Horns? Like who's on the back? <laughs> yes. Like which two dead ones? And you know what's funny? I, I have zero ill will towards the cardinals at all. Duh, you beat them. Oh, Duh. No, no, even before that. And they've, be, they've knocked us out of the playoffs before in the past. Well, historically speaking. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot so I've, 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 I got zero ill will. But it did make me very happy to upset you. Thing I deserved. There's yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I wasn't going to do it. You started it. I just finished it. Seven p kickoff tonight at the Rio Grande so Credit did Nick Union. Castellanos. Six p.m. The gates will open. Show up early. Get your seat. It will fill out tonight. The weather is perfect tonight. It's, so. Yeah, it's, it's actually oh, beautiful. Again, comparatively speaking to when this game was initially going to be played, uh, night and day. The, very, New Mex- very the New Mexico United win tonight against LA Galaxy 2 if? If they score more goals than LA Galaxy 2, but more importantly. Okay, so uh, stupid. That's nice. the stupidest breakdown. Yeah, thanks, time. John Madden. Great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think if we dominate the midfield, I think that's the biggest thing. Justin Portillo is one of the best midfielders in the USL Championship. He shows it week in and week out. Um, if he and Amanda Moreno uh, look like they did against San Diego, where we scored three goals this weekend, uh, I think they're in really good shape and, and can take us all the way to the postseason. What's that uh, New Mexico United color 
uh, St. Louis Arch over there. What is that? The Golden Arches. That's McDonald's. That? Oh, that's McDonald's? <laughs> oh, that's what that is? I prefer arches made of crying Michael Jordan. <laughs> We're live at the 4th Street, New Mexico Pinon, the intersection of 4th and um, McDouglas Arthur. Who is it? No, that's not what that means. It's not an intersection. <laughs> that's, that's hey, at least it didn't say Caddy Corner. That's, that's right. Thank you, Buck. <laughs> Will you just text the password to the Twitter to Buck, please? <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. Robert Gibson, he just starts following the weirdest people when you're not looking. Like, you come back to the Twitter account, and you're like, who's Takashi? Who is that? All of a sudden, we're engaged in a lot of deals that we didn't expect to be engaged in. Yes. How many, yes. how many yes. pages does Cat Williams have? It's yeah. like, what is Antonio Brown doing in Albuquerque? <laughs> I thought, I thought I didn't know you could send this many DMs in one hour. Antonio Brown's doing the first kick yeah. of the season finale. Oh, gosh. The first thing you see is a Photoshop of Chad Ochocinco wearing a United jersey. And you're like, this actually, this tracks. This so, is on brand for us. There's just 40 DMs of WID from the New Mexico United account. We've had some cool celebrities wearing a New Mexico United jersey over the years. I think my favorite one was probably Biz Markey. Oh, uh, oh that's, that's a awesome. good get. Rest in peace. That was in 2019. Yeah, rest in peace, Biz. Uh, we Obviously, everybody from Breaking Bad and, and, and Better Call Saul are big ones, Holly Holm, a lot of the locals. Uh, I think, I, But I think for me, my favorite is probably Biz. I love Biz. What do the three of us have to do to deliver a soccer ball? Like, I don't know. Like, like, you, you want to do the ball walkout? Yes, yeah, bad. Uh do better. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I, got, I got a trade for you. Yeah? You put my name in the intro to the show somehow, and I'll get you a ball walkout. We'll get you your own special segment. Duh. All right. I'll create a whole thing for you. We'll figure it out. And it'll just be you berating me is the whole thing. <laughs> Again, I don't, any, yeah. I don't start it, Fred. I just this, finished it. That's how we do in Philly. Is there any good bands so from Philadelphia? <laughs> What's that? Are there any good bands from Philadelphia? We'll, we'll use their music. I'm sure there are. That took you way too long. Yeah, none come to There's mind. There's just crickets. Right I'm sure there are. <laughs> it's just a tornado as, of crickets and tumbleweeds in your head. Well, the only one I can think of was Will Smith, but I don't even know if he's really yeah. from Philadelphia. I don't Philadelphia. even yeah, I know if he's from there. <laughs> no. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Oh, the Hooters. Boys to Hold men. Hold on. Boys to men. Boys to men. Boys to men. End of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, War on Drugs. I like them, too. What if that sounds made up? Yeah. War on Jugs is a great band. Yeah, thank you. Robert, what are all the, like, off the top of your head, what are the top five reasons you've avoided Philadelphia in your life? Um, Rocky. I got a good one. Yeah, Rocky. You hear, yeah. You, hear, you hear Fred just trying to shift away from the fact that he's from a city of failure and mm. yeah. talking yeah. city, talking Recent smack failure. on my hometown? It's, the, here's how St. Louis goes. Nelly, Chingy, and Fred. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> He, well, here's the thing. I mean, Nelly's been relevant in the game since 2000, and, like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but a lot of guys burn out super fast yeah. and don't have the staying Rather power. Rather burn out than, than fade away. That's what, yeah. Well, yeah, but Nelly is uh, still as relevant as ever. He's number one on all the charts. Still got the band-aid oh, What, what charts? No, he, the, mine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, How yeah, do you I'm sorry the roots didn't pop up into my head oh, immediately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Philly. roots. Oh, yeah. Big time. Boy. yeah. Big time. Vinny, Vinny Paz and Jedi Mind Tricks. Come that's on. a good you're, one. You're going a little too deep there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's too. You're, no one knows that except for me and Robert. You're talking about house bands now. You're literally only describing. The Roots are not a house band. That's oh a house gosh. band. The Roots are not a house band. Listen, this is the biggest show in the world. That's disrespectful. David Carl, go give me a W tonight, and we'll be friends again. Let's go. Uh, let's go make the playoffs, boys. Come on. Sponsors, when we get back. Thank you, David Carl. United joined us. That was very nice. United win tonight. They're in the playoff picture if El Paso loses. What we need to do is go down to El Paso. Give Robert a microphone on a stage somewhere 
and invite all like El Paso fans to this thing, and then only roast El Paso. Oh, I in. like that. I like I that. We can make it happen. We can make it happen. And and the El Is Paso that- comedians. <laughs> What's it? Yeah, he okay. said the. Just, just, he even pluralized. Yeah. He just said the. <laughs> just casting a real wide net there. Yeah, I don't think El Paso needs to roast itself. It kind of just does it. It just exists. Yeah. And you just like broadly gesture. El Paso to me is interesting because it's it's a city that has two sides, like literally one in one country and one in the other, mm. and they both claim the other side is the worst side. It's like you're. It's not how this works. You don't both get to... You hate yourselves. Like, don't let sure. everyone else hate you. It's self-loathing. Just terrible. The Kansas City fights for... Who's the best Kansas City? Yes. Mm. El Paso. It's obviously the worst El Paso. Speaking of Kansas City... the other one's called Juarez. Patrick, Mahom- <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has been favored in all 41 of his home starts throughout his career, including playoffs... Playoffs. Playoffs. Until today, the Bills are favored on the road against the Chiefs. And I'm telling you, Vegas knows exactly what I know about the Chiefs. That Josh Allen's the dude? Sorry, sex. Not going to happen. Not going to win. Not going to. Uh, not, uh, not this week. The Bills took a half of football off against the Steelers. They only needed... Like 12 minutes to embarrass the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Of course they're going to be favored in every single game that they play all year. The Buffalo coaching staff showed up for like team meetings on Tuesday morning. And they're like, okay, here's the plan. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. All right, we're done. We're ready to go. You Pack it up early tonight, boys. Go watch The Bachelorette. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Oh, Travis 87. Just to be sure everyone knows, his number is 87, and he is the one. Stop him. He's the one. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. What? It's a very niche (laughs) reference. (laughs) What is that from? I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Honestly, now I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, you you got me on that one, too. Heroes. That's what it is. Yep. Heroes. Yep. That's the name of it. The show. I mean... Buffalo Bills are finally going to get their defense tested in this game. The offense is just going to be on cruise control like they have been every freaking game, except for that fluky Colts win because whatever reason. I'm saying, I'm going to say it now. Kansas City's going to get blown out. Duh. They're going to get ran. Did you see them against the Raiders? Exactly. Exactly. And also, every Chiefs fan is listening because there's been a lot of them since one Super Bowl two years ago. So every Chiefs fan's listening is like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. We get disrespected. This is the motivation that we need. This is what's going to put us over against against the best team in actual football, the Buffalo Bills. I, I, let's go, boys. No one respects no one respects the Tomahawk. Kansas City against everybody, bro. Oh, that's for real. <laughs> no. No, it's not. You've been favored in every single home game. It's not Kansas City versus everybody. It's just Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Chill out. It's not a diss. This isn't chalkboard material. It is Vegas telling you what is up. It's also not even good enough for Sunday night football. So don't act like this is a big deal. This is another blowout 
that the Bills are going to start racking up week after week. It's going to start here with the yellow and red. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it stays competitive, but the Bills cruise. I think it's a blowout. Everybody's liking this matchup only because of the playoff game they had. Nobody can, no teams can live up to that type of game. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to be over pretty quick. I hope I it's the exact same game. Oh, I do too. Now, I'm not saying I don't want it to be, but that, that's hard to do though. I mean, the hype surrounding that game, there's, yeah. it's I mean, it's like the Astros last game. You can't do that every game. You can't just be like, oh, we'll come from five behind right. in two innings. This is fine. We could do this every game. No. You can't have that game every game. Right. You can't have the Chiefs' bills from the playoffs last year every game. It is not a sustainable model. And also, because, like, you know Chiefs, like, inside the team, inside the organization. Also, Chiefs fan. I, I mean, I get it. But also the Bills, and also Bills fan, you're not Dallas-Philadelphia Sunday night. Sure. Like, it's you're not important. You are not special. Cooper Rush is special. He's undefeated as a starter. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, who will return to the field healthy, will not be able to play quarterback because of how important and special the Dallas Cowboys are. Chiefs, you had a cool recent run. Cooper, Cooper Rush does what he needs to do to win. Right. Every week. He's he, the Travis Kelsey of the Dallas Cowboys. If he, if he <laughs> needs to throw for 300 yards to bring the Cowboys back, he can do that. Nah. They, if he needs to hand nah, off the ball. Nah. If he needs to hand off the ball and let him get 200 yards rushing, he can do that. It's fine. If Cooper Rush, if throws, eat, if Cooper Rush throws for 300 yards, the Cowboys got beat by three touchdowns. The Chiefs, who just beat the Buccaneers by 10 points two weeks ago in Sunday Night Football, they're there because Tom Brady was there. They're not there because they're the Chiefs. Anyways, back to Cooper Rush. (laughs) 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 He's going to upset the Eagles. He's going to steal Dak's job. Dak is going to get traded for a number one wide receiver on a losing team. And the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. Is Hayden Pinnett- If they're foolish enough to put Dak back in, it's just going to be a repeat of mediocrity. You have a chance at greatness. You got the key now. Tom Brady Jr., the ginger savior of the Dallas Cowboys franchise, is the only answer. Was Hayden Pinnettieri the cheerleader? Yes, that is correct. Now you remember those commercials? No, but I our, never watched the show. Never, never watched. I just remembered yeah. the commercials. I've not yep. watched a commercial since 1999, and TiVo came out. Okay, that's when this show came out. So you should have seen this one. There's no way that's true because Hayden Pinatieri was in Remember the Titans, and Remember the Titans came out when I was in high school. Uh huh. Therefore, I know it's drastically not true because Hayden Pinatieri was the cute little kid from Remember the Titans that says, "I believe in you, Coach Boone." Okay, uh, 2006. So that's way different. That's like seven years later. That's not math at all whatsoever. 99 to 06 is seven years. Oh, you said 99? Yes. Okay, never mind. <laughs> that is correct. That is seven years. <laughs> you know I don't listen to you. Oh, man. You did on Cooper Rush. I was telling you the whole time. You are a bold-faced <laughs> liar. I saw this coming. I am the Oracle. You can call me Nostradamus. 
But I got this one. The New York Yankees are rolling. I'm going to tell you why they're going to go undefeated in the playoffs. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Okay, we got to take this one out of the no, rotation. We gotta, no. This is too much. This is giving me hype. This one's too much. I'm getting, I'm getting pumped. <laughs> nah, bro. This is coming out. <laughs> Write this down. Take this one out of the rotation. I can't do it anymore. It was for me. You know how fast I'm hearing this. You know how fast I chose it. You know how fast I click fade and go on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yankees four one over the Cleveland Commanders, and I have zero surprise on my face. Garrett Cole's line six and a third, four hits, one run, eight Ks. Uh, That's how you debut for the Yankees in the postseason. Also, Harrison Bader is that dude. You know, you have him in the lineup for speed and defense. Anything you get with the bat is extra. And he's out here in the nine hole dropping bombs. And the next person up to bat is Aaron friggin' Judge. That is intimidating to a team. Your nine hole hitter. There's piping strikes to Harrison Bader. And by the way, please call him double lead off the way he deserves. So you're just piping him. To a guy that the Yankees know is going to be on base in front of Aaron Judge, one of the most reliable bats and fielder and just just a beautiful human being. Just 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 sensual. Tell us about his philanthropy. I don't know. I, uh, he's he's very giving to me of excitement for the New York <laughs> Yankees. Okay. What kind of excitement? All of it. The answer is all. Okay. Hey, but I watched it. You watched it. And that was kind of it. TBS is telling the world. Are you ready for this? $5.34 million for Mariners-Astros. Okay, that's pretty good. Yep. Out because of hate. Not because of love. Because of hate. Oh, wait. I got it backwards. Let me start over. Guardians-Yankees, 5.34. Mariners-Astros, 2.48. Padres-Dodgers, 2.43. And you're like, well, what does that mean? It means there's a lot of people from Cleveland watching, so that's weird. Mm-hmm. But what it really means is like five and a half million, that's like a prime time number. That's like what like the Bachelorette pulls. Mm-hmm. 2.4 is only about 400,000 people more than like AEW pro wrestling pulls. Mariners-Astros had the misfortune of having a game being played also at the beginning of it. And then a game starting right in the middle oh, of the game. Oh, the exhibit rules. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you like your baseball so much, I put baseball inside of your baseball. It was smack dab in the middle. It was basically Eiffel Towered in between two other games. TBS is a legit, <laughs> like, sports production company now. Hey, Bob Costas was on one last night. He's a dude. He I is, s- oh, he is I missed it. hilarious. I missed it. I saw your text, but I missed it. Dude, he... He thinks he's like the poet laureate of uh-huh. baseball. Yeah. And he gets so much crap because he's so verbose and he mentions things that no one except for me and your college professor have yeah. ever heard of. And then he just leans into it and he makes it funny. He, do you remember when Jim Miller used to do Monday Night Football? Yes. Mm-hmm. The comedian? Yep. And he would like regularly talk to you about like, invasions of countries that no longer exist in like ruling yes. god kings of like a prehistoric time and the listener would be like dennis miller not jim miller jim miller was quarterback dennis miller is who i'm yeah. talking about and the fan base of monday night football was like 
you, you know we just like light beer, right? <laughs> like, yeah. That's Bob Costas. Bob Costas is better than the game, but he's not as good as Joe Buck. But he's better than the game. Yeah. Period. Dennis Miller, like, Andy Reid, coaching this game the way Francis Ford Coppola directed the third Godfather. Am I right? <laughs> no, Dennis. No, we don't understand your reference. He talked. And then poor Bob Costas. Who talked for is three pa- straight hours last is night. Is paired up with Ron Darling. Oh, oh man. Got a good voice, though. Got a good voice. He would, Bob Cross would say something just like so beautiful and eloquent and poignant yeah. and matched up the game perfectly. And then Ron Darling would be like, yeah. <laughs> 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 you couldn't contribute like, at least a little bit. Quote, Bader's still in the afterglow of the blast he just unloaded. Bob Cross. That's the quote of the year <laughs> from any baseball commentary. So if you haven't seen the GIF or the meme or you weren't listening live last night, Harrison Bader just hit that aforementioned home run, and he's talking shop in the dugout to his teammates about what he saw, blah, blah, blah. And then Bob Costas drops the quote of the year in probably all sports. I'll say it again for you, Fred, if you didn't hear it the first time. Bader, still in the afterglow of the blast. (laughs) He just unloaded. What? Are we talking baseball? Are we talking about something, Hub? Like, what's going on here? (laughs) Not to sound brash. Sorry, not to sound brazers. It was an interesting (laughs) approach to this thing. Real good. Also, when's the last time Bobby C. called a playoff series? It's got to have been 20 years. If you weren't able to see it uh, through your cable provider, you could have went to xbaseball.com. Yes, that's yes. the one. <laughs> Twomenon.com. What? Hey, whoa. Whoa. Uh, hey, hey, oh. hey, oh. Yeah, Bobby C. Out of, oh, 22 years. That's what it is. So Bob Costas has not called a full playoff series in 22 years. Now, he was he has done a ton of cool stuff with MLB Network. Yeah. Uh, Studio 42 stuff. Like yeah. he's If you're a guy who loves everything that surrounds the game proper, you're a Bob Costas guy. Sure. His most famous thing, I think, recently was getting pink eye at the Olympics. <laughs> and that was not recent. Well, he got blacklisted from a lot of sports because he's willing to call out the Vince bad McMahon. things about Are you the sports. About Vince McMahon? Well, oh, see, is that the third reference today? You're going for a new record? I was, <laughs> look, Fred, you beat me to it. I was going to say yeah. Bob Costas and Vince McMahon in the booth calling a playoff game. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I'm in on it. That that also, they did in a fist fight because yes. that's the last time they talked. Exactly. To me, the package of the game is just as important as the game. Yes. And TBS put it together. They put it together yesterday. Yeah. Give me more of that. Bob Costas is the man. He's the man. Like he's he's kind of stuck up, kind of pretentious, but at least he owns it and leans into it mm-hmm. and does it. As good or better as anybody in the game. Who's got the World Series this year, Fox? They have it every year, don't they? Yeah, they got it for a while. And the problem this year, obviously Joe Buck is gone. He's not going to be able to call it. Like, that's the saddest thing of all time. The World Series deserves Joe Buck. But, and I know TBS is a different entity. If you slide, like, Bob Costas in there, I don't have a problem with that. 
Give him a better partner than Ron Darling, though. Tim McCarver available? They would. You would think they would give him uh, the pitcher. What's his name? John Smoltz. Costas and Smoltz, he would be good. Mm, would be good. A real good yeah. One. I don't know about, I don't think Costas and McCarver is a good matchup. Well, McCarver's not really there anymore. I'm just a big, like, Tim McCarver mark, obviously. But to me, I mean, because the World Series deserves, like, the best of what you got, and the best of what you got is currently at ESPN. I'm a big uh, underrated. He started off really bad. The Eduardo Perez commentary has gotten way improved. Even though he already always sounds like there's peanut butter on the roof of his mouth, <laughs> he does a real good job. All right, so I'm looking here at the announcement of who's going to be doing the games. And by the way, this only came out like yesterday, so that makes sense on why we missed it. Okay. So, Joe Davis will be doing it with John Smoltz. Okay. For the World Series? For the World Series. Okay, not bad. I don't hate it at all. That puts Kevin Burkhardt in the studio. Uh, Frank Thomas, who's very good. David Ortiz is very good. Alex Rodriguez. Okay, I'm in on this. All this works for me. Yeah, that's good. But still, I mean, somehow put Bob Costas in there. You know what they could do is they could put, like, as, like, a special, like, in-studio commentator because they won't be playing as Justin Verlander. So they could put him in there. How dare you? And he could give analysis on some of those players that just beat him. I mean, they already got, you can do Pujols and Molina. Okay. You, could like, you could, like, prep them for a month. Real cold take there. <laughs> Van, I'm going to step away. You and Robert are going to carry the next one. And then our interview with Nicole Dixon will air at 6 o'clock. That will be very good as I was able to catch up with the new softball coach at UNM and talk about the team and fall, bait and fall softball and kind of everything they're looking to do. they got a chance. they got a chance to do something special in the Mountain West. So we'll cover that. And then Robert and I will finish out the program. Deal. Love Sounds good. About it. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. And welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. You know, sometimes dinner, but like almost every lunch I do at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for the boys, Monday Night Football at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Robert, I went by Teller Vodka today to hang out, say what's up with the boys, and uh, see what they got going on. And they got, uh, they're doing some rebranding. All of the um, blueberry lavender lemonades, grapefruit hibiscus lemonades, um, they're getting a little facelift. I got to go out there. I got to go by there. I haven't been there in a while. I've done a couple of comedy uh, shows there, but um, I need to go check it out. Yeah, I'll take you backstage. We can hang out with Chris. Backstage, look, <laughs> back at the house, and <laughs> you can hang out with Chris. Trust me, that's where all the magic happens, I know. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so, Atlanta Braves fan, uh, you got a fight coming to you as the Philadelphia Phillies are trotting out one perennial Cy Young candidate, Zach Wheeler, in your house. The Braves, World Series champion Braves mm-hmm. are about to be down to rip wow. from a team that looked like they weren't even going to make the playoffs. Man. 
a team like Philadelphia, you got a one-two punch with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, and you got enough bats to win you games in the National League. Like this is dangerous. Well, and does it? I gotta ask you because Van, you're the the biggest baseball fan I've ever met in my life. <laughs> um, that almost sounded like it had a negative connotation. No, Robert. no, it, it didn't at all. Because you you amaze me every time we talk baseball. Stuff that you just know off the top of your head. But I have to ask you, did you see this happening with these teams? 100-plus wins. Everyone's like, oh, it's a shoe-in. These are the teams that will be here at the end. Is this surprising to you? Um, that these two teams that are in the playoffs, no, not at all. Um, I had Braves and Phillies. I had Braves, Mets, and Phillies all making it to the playoffs. No, this no. Year. What, what I mean is them having the trouble or the early exit. Because oh no, 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 yeah, no, no. Nobody had. Let's be real. Nobody had the Mets losing the way that they did, and nobody's had the Braves coming up on an zero and two coming into the playoffs. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, the Braves are a good team top to bottom, but their ace got shelled in game one, and now they're facing uh, Philly's ace. You know, you got Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, flip them, whatever. You got 1A and 1B. Both of these dudes are absolutely lights out, and they can go the distance. I mean, these are 110, 120-pitch guys who can eat up a bunch of innings for your baseball team. Um, I, I thought the Braves would win game one, the Phillies would win game two, uh, but it looks like all things being equal here, they got a tough road against them with uh, Zach Wheeler on the bump. And, you know, Kyle Wright, who is young, uh, the pitcher for the Braves tonight, he's young, he's on his way up, and he's had, like, a really good season, but he doesn't have a track record of success. And I believe, I could be wrong, this is his first uh, top-of-the-rotation uh, playoff start here this year. So he's, uh, he's got his hands Man. full tonight against a Phillies lineup that can pop. I mean, Kyle Schwarber led the National League mm -hmm. in home runs, and he's leading off the game. Like, much like the Yankees bat Aaron Judge. Right. You got Kyle Schwarber, the home run leader in the National League, leads off. And then four straight dudes after him who could bop. Yeah. So the Phillies, man, you know, this happens every year to some team in the playoffs. You know, well, it always seems – go I, ahead. I, I'm just – like, to me, it just feels like – I was going to say what you said. One team always catches it when it comes to the Major League Baseball playoffs. But this year just seems a little different. It's more than one team. Like, I had the Mets going. I did not have – the Braves being in trouble this early. And it's like, it's just the beginning. So it's just a wild ride already. Yeah, and, and the way that I'm viewing the Phillies right now with a really top-heavy, they got two aces, and then they got a few dudes who can go after that. I mean, their friggin' fifth pitcher is Noah Syndergaard. Like, if he's your number five, Sheesh. you got a good rotation. Yeah. He's, not, he's not who he was before the injuries, but he can still go. And then they got a lineup that can bop, and they got Bryce Harper, who at any moment can take over a baseball game. Oh. So the Phillies might be those dudes this year, like we saw from the Braves last year. We saw from uh, the Nationals three years ago. Like, there's always one every year, and I don't see why it can't be the Phillies this year. But, uh... 
Zach Wheeler's got to do his thing tonight. He's got to hold the Braves down. And then you're going back to Philly with a 2-0 lead. That's a really good feeling for a ball club that barely snuck into the playoffs. I have a confession, Van. Yo. Bryce Harper, hate his face. (laughs) I do not like Bryce Harper. It has nothing to do with how he plays baseball. I just feel like I don't like his face. I don't like that. I just feel like he's been like the golden child. I don't like the dude, man. I love the way he plays. Like He plays hard. He plays with a lot of heart. Hey, and I know we're up against it. we got to go to commercial. But, yeah. yeah, he plays hard. He plays with a lot of heart. And I love his swing. Like He swings out of his shoes every single pitch. And I love watching guys like that. I don't care about none of that. I just don't like his face. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been watching us on Comcast 26, that's it for us. But we will be here on TalkABQ.com, the TuneIn app, the KML app. Uh, of course, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. You've been listening to Two Men On, and we're going to turn it back over to Fred Slow and our in the on-deck circle and new super producer, Robert Buck D. Gibson. More sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back from the break. we got a fun interview right now. Um, obviously, we kind of always stay with the big ones, right? We stay with uh, football. We stay with basketball. We, we stay with baseball more than the friends of the show would like. Um, but not enough do we get to give love to what is my favorite sport to broadcast. You know, a lot of the friends of our show know that I'm the voice of New Mexico Highlands University, and cowgirl softball to me is, is a world of fun. And the division above that is Division One, and that's UNM, and that's the Lobos, and they have a brand-new head coach. And that's Nicole Dixon. Welcome to the show, friend. Thanks for having me, Fred. I'm about it. Nicole, you have a rich history with the state of New Mexico, including Eastern and, and some stops along the way to get to where we are here. Talk to me about your journey. Before we talk about the team, before we talk about excitement, talk to me about you, Nicole. Introduce yourself to the friends of our show. Uh, Nicole Dixon, uh, born and raised in West Texas. My dad worked in the oil field, so grew up in Midland, Odessa area. I actually started playing at a junior college. Um, I was a pitcher who was a utility, so I also liked to play defense and hit. Um, I transferred my junior year after I got my associate's degree from Howard and went to Eastern New Mexico University, and I played for Armando Quiroz. Um, it was awesome. I ended up getting my bachelor's there in two years, graduated 4.0, loved it. Thank you. Uh, really good experience academically. And in the summers, I used to come because I would take classes over the summer. Um, so I would stay in Fort Dallas. I would come to Albuquerque on the weekends, and that's how I would make my money. My, my side hustle was umpiring. So I have probably been yelled at by every 10 and under and 12 and under parent in the state of New Mexico um for softball and parents are crazy at that age um so i feel like it was definitely a it's actually kind of like a character building thing too because now as a head coach i'm really patient with officials just because in college i got screamed at by the parents when i was officiating um so that was kind of like my tie to albuquerque i used to spend my summers here um and so since then i've been a head coach now for i think 12 years i've been at Stephen f austin for the last six and then came here came here to UNM this July, and we've just been getting started with fall ball. Before we jump into fall ball, the, the thing to me about youth umpiring is, because that's where I got started professionally, too. My, it's like a gateway drug job. Like, everyone who starts as a kid as an umpire, I think I was 14 calling balls and strikes, 
and I did it all the way up through junior college as well. And if I'm still in the world of sports, you're still in the world of sports. I feel like everyone who exists in this world at, at one point or another has been yelled at by a parent's parent, or excuse me, by a player's parent. And, and you kind of have to like be able to survive that to get on to the next level of sports and, and sports adjacent content. It's uh, it was definitely fun. Um, and the best thing about it is they paid cash too in the summer. So oh, that's being the best. a four college student, uh, $40 a game, uh, goes a long way. Um, I really enjoyed calling behind the plate cause I was a pitcher. So therefore right. being an umpire, I'm giving the pitcher a ball off the plate. Um, so I definitely had a pitcher zone. So I was calling a lot of strikes. So how quickly until I or my co-host band, who's not with us here, or Robert, how long until we can get out and just maybe take like a couple hacks off you? I mean, I think I could hit your okay, right. Okay, so, so I'm gonna seven. I'm gonna talk up my I'm gonna talk up my pitchers right now. I've got yeah. um, two, two or three kids that are over 65. So you just bring yourself oh, out. Oh, We'll give you some. We'll give you an Easton bat and helmet, and <laughs> maybe put you in some catcher's gear just in case. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, come on out anytime. Our, our pitchers are, are throwing really well, and you are always welcome. For the friends of the show that might not be super familiar, 65 miles per hour from 44 feet is like basically like a 90-mile-per-hour fastball. Like, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's unhittable. Like, that is, like, at the D1 level, obviously, but, but all the way up above that, be it travel or Olympic or, or professional or whatever, it's, that, is, that is some of the top gas you can get at that level. Uh, pitching does dominate the D1 game, huh? It absolutely does. Um, having a good pitching staff is where, where it starts. And then with you guys coming into fall and, and you introducing yourself and your coaching staff to all the new players, and softball is kind of unique the way that – because almost everyone, you're, you're, unless, like, obviously there's male head coaches, but you, you've played at a point or you volunteered at a point and you kind of know all the sacrifice all the way up. As you have introduced you, yourself and your coaching staff to all your players, how have they how have they received you guys? What has the excitement been around the team? And the fall ball that you guys have been playing, I know you just beat up on our Mac opponent, Fort Lewis. Of the teams you've been playing, how, is, how has it translated to the field, like that early fellowship you've tried to develop between you and the players? Um, so we came in, my staff, We've uh, I obviously have my hitting coach with me, Morgan Spearman. She's been with me for five years now. And then we brought in catching and infield coach Skylar Black. We stole him from baseball. Nice. Um, at Stephen F. Austin. So we've known each other for the last five, six years, got a lot of trust, uh, really connected group. Um, and so I think since we have such a good relationship and professional relationship as a staff, I feel like that kind of correlates with just our demeanor and interactions with kids, and they kind of see that camaraderie. And, you know, so I think it starts there. Everything definitely starts at the top. We're very blue-collar. Um, you know, our kids do field duties. So after practice, yeah. if you've got that in the locker room and, you know, pitchers are going to rake the mounds and we're going to, you know, sweep the dugouts and things like that. But just really kind of teaching that, you know, we're going to work for everything. We're going to appreciate everything. We're going to say thank you. And we're going to be that program that's really grateful. Um, so I think just kind of establishing our core values and, you know, even just spending time getting to know the kids, like their background, like we've got, you know, we brought in some transfers and had some visits in July and August. And, you know, I had local kids here that were working out in training, um, Ash Archuleta, um, Sisson Bree Martinez, Rachel Hattu. And so it was really nice. Like, we were able to bring in these kids uh, from out of state. And our our local kids were able to sit down one-on-one -on -one with them and, you know, let them know, hey, this is, 
you know, about the campus and this is about the dorms and the apartments and the community. And, you know, so they did a great job um, not knowing us, not knowing our transfer kids that we brought in and just, you know, having that open door. And, you know, they were, it was really refreshing seeing like the character of those kids, just their commitment to the program, um, trying to get better players where we can get to the next level. Um, but they've been a great resource. I've, I've been really impressed. I think our biggest focus and the biggest transition for them is just mentality. Like, I, we have very high expectations. We expect to win. We expect to compete. We don't care who we play. We actually played Texas Tech on Sunday, and we split with them. Uh, we lost yep. four to nothing the first game. Then we won 11 to three the second game. So, I mean, I feel like just building their mentality and building their confidence and, you know, letting them know, hey, we're going to train you guys and we're going to prepare you as long as y'all work hard and buy in and do these things, we can play with anybody. You know, what's interesting to me about kind of that mentality, because it's a game of streaks, right? You can, you can talk about not being able to get a run over seven and then be able to put up 11 in the very next day or in the very next game on the same day. But to me, whenever you're talking to your players and you're you're trying to coach them through being competitive on the field, how do you do that mental aspect of it? How do you how do you communicate that that last one was the last one and it's not the next one? Like, what have you found to be successful in relating to student athletes? So the way we work as a coaching staff, we focus mentality approach than mechanics, and we think mentality um, is basically your confidence level. And your confidence comes from preparation. And we do a really good job as a staff of, you know, teaching the game, developing skills. You know, we're not just, like, running our kids through drills. Hopefully they're understanding why we're doing the things we're doing. Um, that way their, their knowledge and their softball IQ is just expanding and they're getting more confidence um, just mm-hmm. with, like, the mental approach of the game and things like that. Um, and then we dial in with approach. Like, uh, against Texas Tech, we were facing an upspin pitcher. Like, their first two arms we saw were both throwing rise balls. And so we, we had a plan. Um, and we expect our kids to be able to make adjustments, be coachable, and, and stick with the plan. Um, and then we focus on mechanics. I, I think we do a really good job with developing routines. Uh, we have, like, pregame every day that our kids do before we even start practice. You know, they come in, they do their hitting every day, they do their throwing every day, their fielding every day, and just building those good habits. Um, so I think that we do a really good job coaching all aspects um, of the game. And it's, it's been nice to be able to see it translate translate um i've seen a lot of growth just in the last six to seven weeks of these kids are more confident um they've really been you know great teammates they're competitive they're pushing each other so it's it's really been fun just getting to know these kids and kind of putting our own our own standards and expectations you know implementing those within the team as you're talking about the m&ms of um, mentality and mechanics what's different to me in today's age is because i work with a lot of student athletes in new mexico highlands and and a lot of student athletes now can get distracted, in my opinion, from like maybe a hitting technique they see on TikTok, or maybe a approach play, <laughs> or maybe like you know go heels versus toes defensively from a YouTube video. How do you how do you convince student athletes to block out that noise that isn't direct coaching? How do you convince student athletes to to follow your lead and not be able to find some of those distractions that are so easily available? Oh, man, that's, that's a great question. Uh, when I figure that out, I'll let you know. Right. Um, I, I, think, I think we do a good job of, like, really giving feedback. Um, oh, did I lose you? 
pitching, for example. So I've got six pitchers on staff right now, and I've only really been able to work with them for the last three months. So I've got, you know, six kids who for the last 15 years have pitched in a certain style. So I'm not going to come in and make them make crazy adjustments and all of them Mm -hmm. look exactly the same. We're really going to try to, like, utilize their strengths um, and respect each what each kid kind of brings to the table. So I guess from that being said, it's just I think you get kids to buy in, first of all, like, you know, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Like, I, I feel like all as a staff, we've done a really good job, you know, getting, like, to know them and connecting and just, you know, asking how your day, how's class going. And, you know, for us, like, it doesn't matter if you're our number one pitcher, if you're our, you know, number one bullpen catcher. Like, you each have a role and every role matters. And as long as you're all about the team and helping us, you know, achieve our goals and get to where we're going, I, you know, everybody's welcome and everybody matters. You know what's interesting about you conveying that mindset right now is, you know, how fortunate we are to have on a lot of the coaching staff at UNM. You know, if it's, if it's, it's you know, Danny with the football team or you know, Coach Patino or whoever, and it's kind of that same mentality. And I think that comes top down from Eddie Nunez. You know, we, we have Eddie on a lot. He's a friend of the show. Whenever you were going through the process of becoming a Lady Lobo and taking over the program, how were those interactions with he? Did you kind of check all the boxes that he was looking for for the program, or did you introduce a lot of information and ideas that he was excited about? Uh, you know, it's funny. On our first Zoom call that I had um, just in the initial process, uh, me and Eddie actually matched up um, core value-wise. You know, first off, uh, family was both our number one. I feel like, you know, especially within the softball sport, like it's, you know, needs to have that family atmosphere. Everybody needs to be welcome. Um, second, we talked about, you know, student athletes really, you know, need accountability and especially, you know, to have a high achieving and high performing program. Like you have to be able to have hard conversations and hold people accountable and just, you know, teach these kids, like, hey, it's okay to have a hard conversation with a teammate or as a coach because we have the same goal and we care about you and we're just trying to get you better. Um, And then three is grace. Uh, I think that working with 18 to 22-year-olds and just working with people in general, people aren't perfect and they're going to make mistakes. And, you know, here, you know, we're not just coaches and educators. You know, we're here to kind of grow these student-athletes as young people and as young adults. So for me, me and Eddie really connected just from like a core values and, you know, he, he wants to win and I wouldn't have taken this job if I didn't think that I can win. Um, so I think that they are willing to do what it takes to make some improvements in some areas for our program and make us more competitive in the Mountain West. And I think that as a staff, we're definitely up for the challenge and our team is doing a great job right now stepping up to that challenge. Nicole Dixon joining me on the program. She's the head coach of your Lobo softball. All right, so fall ball right now, um, obviously all the weeks and months that kind of led up to that and the work involved. Uh, since, I guess, you guys, you first saw your players on the field in August to where you currently are now, um, what is your level of optimism? What is your level of excitement? And what is your belief for this team in the upcoming season? So selfishly speaking, because I am my primary pitching coach, um, Love that. Uh, uh, We're going to start with the pitchers. I think our ability to be competitive within the Mountain West is going to start in the circle. So we have six kids on staff right now, and they all complement each other really well. 
Um, so what our goal is is to find three to four kids that we think can be five to seven inning type kids and then yep. be able to mix in our kids. Like we've got an Australian right now who works the top half of the zone with a really good rise ball um, and just kind of like be able to utilize them and have quality matchups um, and keep them healthy and make sure that they know that, you know, as long as they execute the pitch, like our defense is going to make routine plays behind them. Um, so obviously, like starting the circle, just from what we saw the last three games, I think I've got three kids right now who can go seven innings. We've got Amber Linton, who returns a lot of innings from last year. She throws a heavy ball. Um, she hit 67 this weekend within the game, which is really, really, really impressive. We have a transfer in from Louisiana Lafayette, who threw game one against Texas Tech and did an excellent job against their starting nine. Um, she works both sides of the plate, can go up and down and change speeds, and she just has a really competitive nature. And then I have a freshman from Arizona um, who spins the ball and has really great movement. She's kind of like my Greg Maddox. She can put the ball where she wants to when she wants to, and she's just so much fun to play behind um, and has a great vibe, and she's a true teammate. And then we have three other kids right now who all have strengths that we're going to be able to develop and mix them in and just kind of like balance our rotation and use them as like middle relievers and closers. Um, so just from like this weekend, I'm, I'm really excited about our pitching. Um, we have a lot of depth, and they're all very competitive, which is what you need within a pitching staff. All right, Nicole, we're up against the break, so we got to go. But give me your final words. Give me, give me your final level of excitement around the program and around the new opportunity, not just for you, but for Lobos softball fans. You know, I, I'm excited to connect with not only our kids, but the community. We had a lot of people out this past weekend. We play at 5 and 7 on Friday and 12 on Saturday. We'd love to have the community come out and just, you know, get people excited about our team and our program. Love that. Love everything about it. Coach Dixon, thank you so very much. Thank you. When we get back, we'll wrap up the program and continue this episode of Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Beat. Animal. If you're one of those guys who clocks out seven minutes early, you know what I'm talking about, Rob, where it's like 15-minute intervals or whatever? That's That was me. <laughs> to the fullest. You just described me to the T. Congratulations on being off work for one minute. <laughs> Clocking out seven minutes early is time theft. No, it is not. It's not time theft. No. Figure it out. I haven't hit a time clock. Oh, my gosh, man. Over 15 years. Man. It's been I'm, a long time. I'm very envious. Yeah? Well, the last time for me was August, beginning of August 2021. That's when I walked away. Yeah. I've been salary or gig or a combination. That's because that's what we hey, that's what we are here, right? That's forever, ever. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. But also, I'm that guy who's not like, hey, work-life balance. I'm the guy who's just like, I got life. How fortunate I am that this work is part of it. Yeah. It makes it so much easier, doesn't it? So much. You know, a little industry insider thing. You you were saying some stuff on social media today. By the way, um, our social medias are always available. Follow at TalkABQ. Follow the program. Uh, wherever you're at. Robert, your social media is always available. Yes. Buck Dangerous or Robert Gibson, either one. So as you were talking about, like, hey, to, like, live this life, you have to understand, like, there are, like, different 
yes rules it is and it comes with the territory right like the program ends at seven that doesn't mean the job ends no that means what i was doing yeah that ends. part ends yeah the public part exactly hey the you go off stage at, what i don't know what's your, what's your set 10 p.m to 10 30 you go off stage at 10 30 night ain't over no it really just began and that to me is why it's so hard to separate the art from the artist because to me it's all one entity right and that's why I'm bringing up Marshawn Lynch right now. Marshawn Lynch is officially joining, although he's already been a part. It just hasn't been like an announcement thing. He's always been in the mix with Amazon. But he's joining Amazon's Thursday Night Football broadcast. And if you recall, this is after a DUI arrest in Las Vegas. Right. That was in August. This is a weird punishment for a DUI. Hmm. To watch, <laughs> gotta watch the Washington Guardians take on the Chicago Bears. To me, <laughs> to me, it's interesting because you want to, and I guess technically, Marshawn Lynch got a DUI like 15 years ago as well. So I guess technically, he's been uh, 10 years ago, some years ago. So technically, he's been doing a lot of professional things since getting one. And I don't think a DUI should shut down your life by any means. Like, I think if you get one, that's a poor decision. Right. Put yourself and others in harm's way, which is my one thing that I don't forgive of others. Correct. But it should not ruin your life. Now, could it? Yes. Well, it it depends on, like, how much money you make. Let's be real. Oh, that's the most truth that has ever been said out loud. Because if you're broke and you get a DUI, DWI, you're done. Yeah. You can hang it up. Well, and you have to, like, give it the level of severity that it deserves. So if Marshawn is like, hey, I'm here, and I'm sorry, and I'm ready to go, and I'm turning my life around, I'm going to live of, and I'm not saying you got to go drastic 180, but I am saying, like, hey, yeah, do promote. Do promote, like, good decisions. I'm not saying promote a life of complete sobriety, but I'm saying promote doing the right thing. But what I cannot have is him and Richard Sherman up there, and they're making jokes about how you have to be drunk to watch this game. And Richard Sermon has his own problems. Yeah. And it's just, I'm glad you brought this up because it, it, what level of celebrity or what determines who gets the, oh, it was that. It's just Marshawn. Oh, man. Who determines that? Because you can name some names and you can say, that guy, okay. Yeah. This guy, nope. And it's more nopes than okay. I would think. It's, it's interesting because... Deshaun Watson will never hold a TV gig. Never. Ray Rice will never hold a TV gig. Never. Michael Vick has been on TV. It's interesting, right? Because there but, is. But but here's what comes with that, though. Ray Lewis. Here's what comes with that. <clears throat> Mike Vick isn't the same Mike Vick that we knew that played for the Atlanta Falcons. You're making a good point. Did his time. He's not. That Mike Vick. Okay, I'm in. He is the... Okay, if if Mike Vick was a sickness, he'd be COVID now. Oh, it's it's yeah. not the same. No, you're correct. It's COVID, but it ain't the COVID that you got and we got. Oh, this is a very good point you're see, making. See what I mean? So, yeah, we could say Michael Vick, but that's not the same dude. They, they, they really got a vanilla version... Take the stains out, all of that stuff. To me, 
and also because he served time. Because Mike Vick went through the rehabilitation process, I'm in. Because I'm in on that for anything. That's true. Even though there's still some that won't forgive him forever. Hey, which I also, I get that. Yeah. I'm into the free choice of that. That's, that's true. I'm with you on that. And I will sit here on this microphone with you talking to all the friends of the show, and I will say this out loud to Marshawn Lynch and everyone listening. Ubers are hella cheap. If you look at your budget and you don't have Uber money in your budget, then you don't have that night in your budget. Uber dollars are part of a night out budget. You and I go to Howie's sports page, you factor that in. Yes, you do. But Marshawn Lynch knows that he's Marshawn Lynch with Amazon, with whoever else, so he doesn't worry about that. That's a part of his brand, to be honest with you. That's how I see it. I'm looking here. The vice president of Amazon said, we never walked away. Yeah. We just worked through some things with him, and we're excited. The only holdup was him. We can't wait for him to join. Which I get, because I don't think it should preclude you from any employment opportunity. Right. Now, also, if you have an employment that says you cannot, that I get to. Yes. Could me or you or Van catch a D... Catch a Dewey and keep this job? <laughs> nah. Do you know the the nah. feedback and pushback on that? Nah. Actually, I think it's in our contract that we can't. Even if no one knew, someone would say it. Someone would say someone it. Someone would call up here. And they had every right to do so. And I would take every call. Yep. Call my boss. Call the air. I don't care. And that, to me, is what's interesting because... The job gets to define that. And if Amazon is not defining that as a precursor to employment or non-employment, cool, you in. And also, like, I feel like I've done it every segment. I've done really good today. You know, I'm a pro wrestling guy. (laughs) There ain't a pro wrestler out there who's got a clean slate of decisions. Not a one. And if there is, they're making that a part of his character. As the only wrestler to never have a run-in with the law, drugs, alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. It's different and difficult to me. It's different and difficult to me because with Marshawn, it can't be a definer for everything, but if your employer so chooses, yes. Lattimore or Lynch? Just stepping back into the program, Van Nunley. Because to me... If you're willing to take that chance, then you have to take all of the repercussions that come down the road. Right. But if you, and maybe, I don't know if he did or did not know at the time, Marshawn Lynch, as it related to Amazon, that that kind of decision-making would or would not affect your job employment? Okay, I guess. You know what I would love, though? If they leaned into it. You take the power away when you lean into stuff like that. Give me an example. What's your solution? Uh, it's it's Marshawn Lynch. It's always like a comedic thing with him. Uh, I say do a little vignette <laughs> involving him driving, not with alcohol. Mm. But it's it's I, I'm I'm just here not to get pulled over. Yeah, I'm just here not to get incarcerated. <laughs> they got to do it because <laughs> guess what? Even though some people are going to be like, oh, that's bad taste, after that, nobody could say anything because they addressed it and took the power away from people who want to be negative about it. 
Isn't Eli Manning like a spokesperson for Coors Light and Peyton Manning like owns his own whiskey company? Yeah. 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 Okay. Those are jokes. That Man, they got to use that. I don't know, though. They got to. There's a level of severity to it to where it's like, if you think this is okay, number one, you're not wired right. If you think it's okay to make the decision to drink and drive, you're not wired right. Mm. If you think it's okay for an employer to not allow you to work there because of that, I support you. If you think it's okay for an employer to allow you to work there because of that, I support you too. Because I'm not saying it's pre-qualifier. But if you think this is bad, let me tell you a story about Richard Sherman. Yes. Richard Sherman entertained millions. Because he's got he's the most entertaining thing on Thursday Night Football because it ain't the football. <laughs> Hey, and this week we got a barn burner on our hands. Hey, don't you say those cuss words on the air. The Bears and the Guardians. Let me figure out this board so I can start bleeping you. <laughs> every time every time we say the word Bears on here, it's beep. No, just any type of Thursday night game, from what I can tell. And it's we, just the audio of Richard Sherman screaming at that door that he's trying to break into. You're like, you're like, that's a weird that's yeah. a weird way to censor, but we get it. We get what you're doing. Yeah, but but back to what you're saying, Fred. They did nothing about that. It was just brushed over. So it's like, okay, Marshawn, DUI, DWI, whatever it was in August, uh, who cares? Bring them on. Also, th- like if you're talking about like Marshawn or if you're talking about Richard Sherman or you're talking about Ray Lewis or you're talking about all these athletes who now have prominent television roles, you can start it the same way you start, like, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Mm. Young athletic kid with a lot of promise. Got in some trouble with the law. Like, what? <laughs> Richard Sherman is, air quotes, one of their guys. What does that mean? Went to Stanford. Went to Stanford. He went to Stanford. Marshawn Lynch is from the hood in Oakland. Oh, gosh. If, well, I cannot stand went to Cal. how they use, <laughs> how they keep using Richard Sherman's story. He came from Compton and went to Stanford. Oh, <laughs> Shut up. By the way, Stanford. Yeah, Stan- hey, Marshawn went to Berkeley. I know. What's better, Berkeley or Stanford? Hey, Berkeley, about five Bart. minutes from the hood of Oakland. Yeah, ain't far it, at all. It sure is. It's like right there. See why I picked it. If he comes back with an all shucks routine, though, I'm gonna lose it. I no, think. he better. No, he can't, man. No, he. They better not vick him up. When we get back, it's been proven by reporting. And Aaron Rodgers is retiring after this season. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. By Michael Balco, who I don't think is related to steroids, is a sports journalist. He is reporting this, okay? He's re- <laughs> You're going to hate this. Quote, I've spoken to some people within the Packers organization they told me that quarterback Aaron Rodgers has, quote-unquote, made it clear that he plans to retire following this season. Oh, really? The same thing that leaked last year and the year before <laughs> and every year Favre retired? Okay. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, I'm sorry. The point I'm trying to make is, why is Aaron Rodgers straight just ripping from Tom Brady again all the time, no matter what, and, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have an idea how to be his own person, and he only takes inspiration from the actual greatest of all time, TB12? Well, I wish he would... Rip a couple rings from his game plan. <laughs> That'd be nice. That's the only thing he didn't replicate, huh? Yeah, Giselle's about to have more rings than Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. 
You know, Ouch. You know what I think I'm going to do, guys? I'm really going to waffle over this uh, retirement thing, just like my Lord and Savior, Brett Favre. <laughs> He's just playing with us. Or this is just some thirst trap reporter doesn't know what's going on. What is the number you will pay monthly for a subscription to Aaron Rodgers' podcast? Well, obviously zero. Yeah. I know you pretty well. Zero, because that's the Pat McAfee show. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what that is. You think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers won't get giant sponsors and stream it for free? Dude. Hey, this Balco cat, though, that we're talking about, Michael, he is the king of just making up stuff. Oh, really? Like, that's his Twitter thing. He's the same guy last year who was like, Taysom Hill's the starting quarterback in New Orleans. He's the same guy who was like, uh, OBJ signing with the Pats. Like, he's just the guy that just... Well, it it sounds it sounds like I want all of his stories to be true. Yeah, those are all sound fun. Those, those are great stories. Last week he said Patriots are considering signing Cam Newton, and he said two weeks ago that the Vikings are going to move Adam Thielen because they don't think he's the number one. So I mean, it's not like there's a ton of validity to this. So what he is is what I refer to as a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> he tells lies. And people share his lies. Man, I need to start doing that. Just just the most preposterous stuff. Yes. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. signing with Ramon Atkins and the Sugar Skulls <laughs> in Tucson. <laughs> Wait, did you just break that? I don't know if that is that out yet. Ramon Atkins is signing with the Sugar Skulls of Tucson. We heard from a reliable source. We did not confirm it. An actual it. source. We did not confirm it, but the source is valid enough that I will go out to See, this, say it publicly. See, this is what you can't do. You just got to say it, just like the dude from Balco that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. We don't need all the chatter. Just say it and just let it go. Former New Mexico Highlands. Ramon Cat- Atkins will be taking over for Baker Mayfield in Carolina. <laughs> yes. There we go. Breaking news. <laughs> is Odell Beckham Jr. the juice that Aaron Rodgers needs in Green Bay to stick around? Oh, he needs... Odell Beckham Jr. He needs who? Who do they? Who did that guy say earlier? He needs Adam Thielen. Yeah, he oh. needs. He needs a few more people. He needs everything he wants because he's not a happy guy this year. Well, and also Aaron Rodgers is like specifically. I said season, not which season. And I am inoculated against my actual retirement. That's Aaron Rodgers. That's right really good. That's oh. a really good impersonation. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I had my eyes open. I would have freaked out. It's called a plandemic. <laughs> Does that sound like Aaron Rodgers? A lot. Yep. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Wrap up the program where we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, what do we got, Robert? Like six minutes? Yep. All right, we'll try to get through the power rankings in six minutes. The 10th best team in football is the Los Angeles Chargers. True or false? Well, say, say that number again. Are they better than the 4 and 1 Giants? Are yep. they better than the sliding Miami Dolphins? Yep, yep. And then it's all losing records after that outside the Titans and we definitely know they're better than the Titans. They're better than the Jets I think as well. I'm putting yep. I'm putting the Chargers at number 10 unless you boys think otherwise. Number 10? Uh, I think that's kind of low. Let me see who else is up there. Packers number 9. How do you feel? Better than the Packers. 49ers are accidentally 3 and 2 because they played with the wrong quarterback for a while. They should be undefeated. I got them at number eight. See, they're higher to me. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins, I think, is garbage, but I also think he's like the kind of garbage you can let sit in the can for a while because it doesn't stink or make the house weird. 
Probably put them in number seven. Buccaneers with more losses, I think, are better at number six. And here we are at the top five, boys. Cowboys sitting at the fifth spot with undefeated Cooper Rush. So they're they're five. And if they beat the Eagles, I think you put them at number one. The undefeated Dallas, oh, undefeated Cooper Rush, <laughs> the Cooper Rush, and the rest of the team with their one L should be number one. And they will be number one when they beat the Eagles. Cooper Rush has won five games. Matt Stafford took five sacks last week. Five straight games with only one touchdown allowed. That's number five to me. Ravens, number four. No. What? Not with that defense. Nope. They go up 35-3 to and always lose. Dog, they held Jamar Chase like 50 yards and seven receptes. <sighs> Jamar who? That's... You need to stop Look, that. that's the wrong receiver with a J. Jefferson and everybody else. Burroughs is sitting in his press conference yesterday, and a guy coughs, and he has PTSD because that's how shoddy that offensive line was against <laughs> Baltimore. It's hard for me to see, what, two or three, two teams in the top five with barely having a winning record. It's early in the year, Van, and any team with Justin Tucker is a top three team in the league because they can win every game. Okay, you make an excellent point. That is an excellent point. The accidentally 4-1 Kansas City Chiefs are about to lose to what I believe is the number one ranked team, Bills, are 4-1, and and I think they're in the top three conversation, but it's not because they're good. I have no problem with 3-2-1. and one. One Bills, two Eagles, three Chiefs. I have no problem with that at Whoa, all. Whoa, wow, the Bills won. Because they're the best team in football. No. It's like not even close. They lost to Miami. They lost to the Colts. Did they lose to Miami? Oh, they won. That's right. That's even worse. Why are they number one and they lose to the Colts? For the record, that's when the Colts were uh, Super Bowl bound. (laughs) Well, Philadelphia. (laughs) Philly's got to be number one. Philly hasn't played anybody and will not play anybody the entire year. Hey, they are playing what their schedule is. (laughs) And I wish my team had it. As soon as the summer ends, Buffalo is better than everyone else. They're already used to it. Everyone that's going to go up there can't handle it. Their wide receivers are insanely good all of a sudden. Their quarterback, hey, can we have a real real honest moment right now? Yeah. If you are designing, drawing, creating, producing, all maddening yeah. a quarterback, you make Josh Allen. He's nah. the exact thing in I'm, every aspect. I'm going to say something. It's going to be stupid. And it's very dumb, <laughs> but it's very true. The Bills can go undefeated, but the games that they lose is because of Josh Allen. Does that make sense? No, not at all. I don't understand. It does that. because if you look at it, Josh Allen makes a lot of bad decisions that gets covered up. The problem is later on in the season, the more games that become more important, that'll be more what yeah, we'll be talking until about. He, until he's uh, seven yards deep in his own end zone and he finds Gabe Davis over the middle for a 99-yard tutty and, and he's the most talented quarterback, patient, poised, and put-together dude in the entire league. Against Manzano High. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great right now because that's who they're playing. It's a very good take. The Bills have beat some teams. Steelers are a team? No. Not they're last not. week they haven't. No. Can you imagine... Getting the ball down to the, the two-yard line and being like, all right, we're going to go get them. <laughs> Bills beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Who's that? Who? The Los Angeles Rams. All right, that was They're years horrible. Ago. Stop. The Bills beat the former, from last year, number one seed in the AFC. 
Who's that? Who? Buffalo themselves. They beat themselves Tennessee, against the Colts. Tennessee Titans oh, was the number one seed last trash. year. Trash. Where are they at the power rankings? Took a- exactly. See, he's making my point. Scraped past the Ravens and dominated the Steelers. Those are games. <laughs> I take the Jaguars over all those teams. The two and three Jaguars should be Sh- three and two Jaguars. Jaguars. I don't like that team. Jaguar. Other side of the power rankings is my favorite part. Okay. You two idiots told me that Baker Mayfield. Oh, my gosh. Just like our Lord and Savior. I don't know what other. Our Lord and Savior, Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what other black dude you was talking to about Baker Mayfield, but it was not me. You you dumping out the Kool-Aid that you poured for yourself? Yep. Yep. I'm disappointed in you walking back on your your Baker Mayfield love. No. Walking back, I mean, I said he's going to be a competent quarterback and a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Mm. They're going to win some games. You said. I said some. So far, they've only gotten one. You said, listen, Fred, here's what I'm doing. I'm calling a local contractor. I'm going to send them out to South Dakota, and we're going to start putting Baker Mayfield right up there on Mount Rushmore. That's what you said. (laughs) No, that's what I said about Trevor Lawrence and Cooper Rush. You're getting those confused. The Washington Guardians are straight garbage. It's sad. Yeah. They should get no airtime. They do put up some points, though, which I don't quite understand. But they take the fattest of L's. All of the L's. The Texans, which should be the worst team in football, just beat the Jaguars. It's crazy to me. They're so bad. NFL has so much parody. It's insane. They're as bad as the Steelers or the Bears. Parody nowadays just means it's a bad product. (laughs) Yes, I agree. It is. Let's call it what it is. The NFL does not have me. Who's Thursday Night Football tomorrow? No, don't say it. I'm, where's the button? <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. All right, who's the best team with the losing record, and why is it the Las Vegas Raiders at 1-4? <laughs> They're the most talented 1-4 team that I might have ever seen. Good program today. Always, baby. At Perico's tomorrow. Perico's. Perico's. I won't be here, uh, fellas. Isleta. No, you're in Socorro. Socorro, New Mexico Tech, telling some jokes. There we go. Man, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but anything that we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A. Marie. Robert. Y'all hold it down for me tomorrow, man. Alvarez hits one to deep right center. It's a three-one blast in the Astros. Go by the- Just kidding. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow at Perico's Burke.